Just the other day, we saw what may be the most extreme violence I've seen from Antifa and the far left. I've been covering this stuff for over a decade, and what happened in Georgia is... It's an act of terror, and it escalates beyond anything we've seen thus far. And I don't know what word to use to describe it, but protest, demonstration, don't cut it. Terror attack is probably the best you can get, but it's probably a bit more than that. When a terrorist faction you know, commits an attack, usually it's some cell somewhere with some weird fringe ideology you've never heard of, and they're like, oh, there's a terror attack, right? Some far-off group from a faraway land. Now, this time, it's a national organization with national institutions backing them all over the country converging in Georgia to lay siege to a government facility, firebombing vehicles, destroying things, previously shooting a cop and putting him in the hospital. So call it whatever you want. We're now hearing that the cop city insurgency or terror attack involved people from France, Canada, and one of the people arrested was a was a lawyer. It's being reported with the Southern Poverty Law Center. So um, this one's pretty crazy. 35 people. I'm not going to say, you know, all, all, all news media is trying to say, oh, they were arrested at a protest. And I'm kind of like, I, I think we're well beyond that. So I put captured. And the reason I did, for those that are looking at the title saying captured, what does that mean? Well, you've got foreign individuals here who are attacking American government facilities. I don't think you'd say you arrested a foreign individual who was attacking your country. Captured sounds more appropriate, but we'll talk about that. Plus, in uh, line with social and U.S. decay, we've got more stories. Anthony Fauci, in a, in a newly uncovered email, appears to, well, I'll put it this way. It looks like he commissioned a study to discredit lab leak theory. He himself then later cited that study saying, see, look, lab leak isn't uh, it's not, it's not a thing. And the media, of course, just marched in lockstep alongside this. So let's talk about all the stuff that's going on. Plus, we got some other stories. Things might get a little bit spicy. Joe Rogan saying he'd probably rather vote for Trump over Biden at this point. He said something similar in the past. And Joe Biden said uh, his brain wasn't all there. And the doctors had to pop open his skull to see if it was still working. Yeah, okay. It seems like things are falling apart. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and click that Join Us button. You see, we've got some more stuff to talk about tonight in terms of social decay, but we're going to have to bring that over to the members-only uncensored live show, which will go up around 10, 10 p.m. So once we wrap this live show on YouTube, we will have a live members-only show at TimCast.com, and we'll be talking about things that are not so family-friendly and not so family-friendly ways. If you want to support the work we do, become a member at TimCast.com because you're our customer. You know, we, we don't have that many sponsors. I typically don't like picking up sponsors because I don't want these corporations to be my customer. I want you to be my customer. And that means we're here to work for you. It also means we need your support by becoming a member at TimCast.com. But also, you can smash that like button, subscribe to this YouTube channel, share the show with your friends wherever you can. That's the most powerful way to help other than being a member. And uh, well, that's about it. Joining us tonight to talk about all of this and a whole lot more is Martina Marcota. Thank you. Who are you? What do you do? (laughs) Well, I was was a burlesque performer in New York City. I worked in the entertainment nightlife industry in New York City, and then I got canceled. So that's quite a story with the canceling and how the culture has shifted starting from 2016. And I know that there was a lot going on that built up to that in 2016, but that was, I feel like, the crux of, of... our societal separation. And then, um, you know, the importance of art and culture. 
and where where I think we need to uh, head from here. Instead of just focusing on being canceled, I want to talk about what we can do. Yeah, you uh, were saying before the show that people used to know that you voted Republican. It was no big deal. But then all of a sudden this like fissure happens. Yeah, uh, I mean, everyone knew. All my friends knew I was a voted Republican. They had no problems with it. They just thought it was like, oh, she's a little kooky over there about her politics, whatever, not a big deal. But as soon as I got, you know, outed for supporting Trump, and we all know what this is like, right? In 2016, it was like, like, how did (laughs) Trump just like change the game, the way that everyone focused on politics? And it just like became, you're either an evil Nazi Trump supporter or you're the good guy. And even all my friends were just like, you're an evil Trump supporter now. Well, we'll get into all that. So this should be interesting. Thanks yeah. for joining us. We got Phil Labonte hanging out. Hello, everyone. I am uh, Phil Labonte, lead singer of All That Remains, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary. <laughs> and I am Ian Crossland at iancrossland.net. You can find me there. Uh, let's keep moving. What's happening, Serge? Yeah, I am Serge.com, as always. Ready to go. All right. Well, let's just jump into this first story. We got this from Fox News. Atlanta cop city anarchy sees at least 35 agitators detained, part of an international group, suspects from France, Canada, and out of Georgia among those arrested in significant escalation at Atlanta's police and fire training facility. We got a video here from Andy No on YouTube, which I will play just a portion of so you can see just some of the scale of this degree of extremism. This is a government facility. There's there's what looks like power lines, construction equipment, and hordes of people running in and ransacking things. Now, of course, you've got many on the left trying to claim that it's not organized, it's just a demonstration, it was all impromptu, blah, 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 but that is absolutely not true. You have people who have been occupying this location for years. You have an individual who was killed by cops after shooting a cop People who have burned down houses. One private uh, citizen had his truck set on fire and flipped over. These are extremists who have been occupying this area for some time. They brought in guns from across state lines. Believe it or not. I know. I know. Shocking, isn't it? And they organized this. They are ransacking another government facility. They are funded. This is look at these videos. I mean, some of this is crazy. Huge groups of people and they're calling it. They're calling it a demonstration. I think Fox News even calls it this. They say a group of agitators left the nearby South River Music Festival around 530 p.m. and descended on the construction site of the proposed Atlantic Atlanta Public Safety Training Center to conduct a coordinated attack on the construction equipment and police officers. All right. Here's the issue. Here's why I won't call it a demonstration. Here's why I'll say it's organized. Here's why I won't say these people were arrested. You see what Fox News says? 35 detained. I guess detained is better than arrested. An arrest is when like a hippie marches in the middle of the street waving a little flag or sign. And they say, sir, you are obstructing a roadway. And he says, we got to end the war. And they're like, if you don't leave the road, you're getting arrested. He says, I refuse. They arrest him, bring him to the station. He gets a slap on the wrist. They let him go. That's an arrest. When you have outside forces from foreign countries and people coming from across the across the United States under a shared banner, flying a flag of an active organization with websites to recruit people receiving funding who has previously been engaged in insurgency and terror attacks like that guy in Washington who said he was Antifa and firebombed an ICE facility. I am sick of them. Fox News 
everybody constantly downplaying it and being like, no, 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 everything's fine. Because I will say this before we get into the bigger conversation. You know, I have to talk about civil war and I have to wonder, maybe there won't be a civil war (laughs) because that would require more than one faction. And if the left right now is able to engage in this degree of terrorism and it's terrorism and even Fox News is like they're just being detained because they're agitators, then there is no opposition. Then all they are is, well, we have now talked down the violent extremism of an ideological fringe faction to the point where it's a protest. That's acceptance. So what happens? Well, the police won't arrest these people. You've got drag shows for children, adult performers dancing for kids. The cops won't arrest those people uh, at all. It seems like whether you want to accept it or not, they've won already. And so what may be coming is not going to be a civil war, but a culture revolution, in which case we will see more of this. We've got a bunch of stories in this regard we could talk about as well. California is imposing a new rule that if movies are not woke, they will lose tax benefits. It is being enshrined in law. So anyway, now that I've ranted a little bit, I don't know if y'all agree with me, but uh, what do you think? Am I, am I off? Am I, am I, have, I, have I lost it? No, I think the upside of this situation, if you could really call it an upside, is that the people were arrested. 35 of people were arrested. 23 have been charged thus far as of four hours ago or something like that. So there has been captured. some response. Yes, captured and, and uh, on their way to being indicted, perhaps. What I think about the framing is... Renditioned. Yes, let them be re- renditioned. <laughs> With due no, haste. I'm, I'm kidding about the um, renditioning. The, the, you, you have a gathering. And then if a gathering starts gets, gets directed, you, they might turn into a protest. It's still a form of gathering, a protest. Then if the protest gets violent, it becomes a riot. It's still a form of protest and it's still a gathering. And and then. But it's to call a riot. So you have to defer to the most violent aspect of the gathering and call it that. You are correct. And then if it's been two years of an organized group in this one area and they've shot a police officer, putting him in the hospital and they have guns and explosives and Molotov cocktails, then they recruit more people under a shared banner from across the country and other countries to descend on a government facility to firebomb equipment and attack police officers enforcers of, of law and and, and uh, agents of the government, I think you are well past riot. It's a and, cultural Yeah, this was an attack. They attacked the compound. Right, it's a terror attack. And they were arrested justly. Sorry, Phil, what did you say? That's Let's right. call it an offensive. There you go. It was a... It staged was a, offensive. Yes. Yeah, it was a staged offensive. It's, yeah. a, it's a faction of violent extremists who are organized, international, with allies, weapons, explosives, using lethal force to destroy a government facility. We're, we're, in, the, we're in the beginning phases of a cultural revolution in the United States, similar to the one that happened in China. I'll I say, think, though, I don't shout think, out I think the we're cops. at the end of the beginning phase. The beginning phase was weird sure. wokeness and... Sure. Movies having, you know, a plethora of interracial, you know, gay sex scenes. Oh, yeah. 9-11, getting but, us all to hate each no, other. No, 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 because I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want that getting cut off. What I'm saying is, California enforcing by law now that you have to have these ethnic quotas and gender quotas. I don't care if a movie is going to have, you know, interracial gay dating or whatever. People can make whatever movies they want. I'm talking about the enshrining in law of it. Yeah, I was interested in getting some funding one time, and I was looking up government funding and stuff like that for the arts. And I noticed that there was these requirements that was you're either part of the LGBT community, a person of color, all the whole list, you know, whatever that whole list is, and you can get some funding. But nowhere in there was anything that I qualified for, like being a white, cis, straight woman. Cis, what does that mean? (laughs) That sounds like a slur. 
I yeah, it is. It's it, other, it, it's it othering. It's othering people. It actually yeah. is considered a slur. Yeah. yeah, by a lot of people. But I just found it interesting. They use it like, as a slur too. Yeah, they like, do. Uh, the, the like gender. Say, yeah, because I've been attacked on you know social media where they're just like you cis, you right. cis, and it's like very like antagonizing. It's it's insulting, but. I'm just making that point where like I was looking for funding and how can I get out there and make some arts and do do something and get some government funding and I I found that there was nowhere for me to get funding. Cultural That's revolution. Surprising. Yeah, I I completely think that we're in the middle of a cultural revolution. I think that in, unless we have a concerted effort by your average person to push back on these uh, these type of well, first of all, these activities. You have to have people that are going to say, "Look, we want law enforcement to do something about this." Um, and so far, I don't think the population in the U.S. has really decided that they're they're fed up with it. And until the population starts pressuring their representatives, uh, you're not going to see any kind of significant change. And I'm but not you're scared. That, exactly. I don't think that that they're. I don't but think it I comes tell you soon. this man. You know, a civil war requires multiple factions deciding that their ideology is correct. But when you have a passive faction and an active faction, I don't think you get civil war, you get revolution. The far left right now has just laid siege to a government facility with people from outside this country, and the media is is protecting it. Even Fox News. Fox News should outright say terror attack. Mm -hmm. No question. When, when When the Overton window has shifted to the point where you can get a band of people over several years shooting at cops, firebombing government facilities, and it's called agitators at a demonstration, then you've already normalized what they're doing to the point where you accept it. This, leg- this, this lends credibility to, the, to what uh, Rusty Rockets was saying on Bill Maher's show, that uh, MSNBC, Fox News, they're all the same. Ah, he's wrong. You think he's wrong? He's absolutely wrong. You... I, Russell I really, Brand. I, oh, really I called. Think, I, Russell Brand's great, but I did correct him earlier on my uh, Timcast News YouTube channel. Yeah, if you look at the NewsGuard rating of MSNBC, it says proceed with caution, not credible. And Fox News is deemed generally credible. I don't hate that. Fox Fox News, like the okay, look, FoxNews.com, factual news reporting with a conservative tint. MSNBC, opinion conspiracy video garbage. Yeah. Fox News on cable TV mostly straightforward news all day until you get to Tucker Hannity and Laura Ingram. And then Tucker's actually pretty good, but a little snooty and snarky. People like him for it. MSNBC all day is conspiracy garbled nonsense. So Russell Brand goes on Bill Maher and says, You've, MSNBC is the same thing as Fox News. It's biased nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, he mentions, why won't they talk about Julian Assange and Snowden? And it's mm-hmm. like Tucker Carlson does. So Fox News is not in that camp. You've got the populists and you've got the cultists. And MSNBC is the cult conspiracy channel has been wrong basically about everything. Yeah, I think that there he was kind of extending an olive branch by saying, hey, both sides have issues, guys. But the truth is the liberal economic order is utilizing that media organization, whether it's MSNBC or CNN. I don't know how they are owned. They're owned by similar structures or whatever. I mean, he's always been anti-establishment, so I see why he's saying that. He's always been kind of against all that, but I feel like he's starting to kind of see the light a little bit more on the right, more than he used to in the past. When I, when I went on Russell's show the first time they invited me, I was kind of like, is it going to be an ambush? They think they're going to mm. like get me with something? But no, it was a good conversation. Russell, he's a smart dude. Yeah. I think he's, he's genuine. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I, he's he, passionate. He, he had me on his show again recently, 
I think he's fantastic. I just think there there are many people who are who are late to the party, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm glad they made it to the party at all. Hope they brought some pizza or wings or something, but don't come empty-handed. Russell is bringing a horde of followers and people who believe in him and trust him. He's been a populist on the left for for a long mm-hmm. time, calling up the, calling out the machine. He's now seeing exactly how broken things are. He's calling it out as it needs to be. But I don't think he watches Fox News. I think he's still of that world where Fox is bad, but now he realizes MSNBC is bad. And so he's like, hey, wait a minute. That's exactly if you're on the left and you hear Fox News, Fox News, Fox News, this is what they do. Then you watch MSNBC. You go, hey, wait a minute. That's exactly what Fox News is doing. Ah, It's exactly what they told you Fox News is doing. And what they used to do, they warmongered hard in 2008, 7-6 uh, for the Iraq, Afghanistan. I mean, that was mm-hmm. the right. The, the warmonger, uh, they called them neocons at the time. And it was like this. this and there are still neocons. Yeah, this still this seizure of the Republican <laughs> Party by the, the Cheney uh, dynasty and Bo- George Bush Jr. And their huge war. I mean, and, and CN, uh, Fox parroted that really, really. It, they were really disingenuous in those years. In, in, let's let's uh, uh, pull up this tweet from Andy No. We have this. Uh, this is shocking. A shocking revelation. Andy No initially reported this morning before we got new information, at least 23 stop cop city suspects were arrested in Atlanta on suspicion of domestic terror over the violent ambush on police. Almost all are from out of state. Mm-hmm. One of the terror suspects is a Southern Poverty Law Center staff attorney. And another is a Canadian academic story to come. This is crazy. The SPLC has responded by admitting that their guy was there. This is shocking. You'd think they want to deny it and be like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, nope. They outright said it. Law enforcement detained at least 35 demonstrators in Atlanta, including an SPLC employee who was arrested while acting and identifying as a legal observer on behalf of NLG News. I would just like to point something out. If uh, you're a lawyer and uh, you're with a bunch of people who, dis- who have decided to rob a bank and you go into the bank with them and you're dressed like them, I'm sorry, you're an accomplice. This is not a protest. The, the legal observers typically go to demonstrations where people are marching down the street bup, 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 and they watch. And then when the cops act a fool, they say, we saw that this was a group of terrorists ransacking, breaking onto private, onto government property and burning it to the ground. And then what, an SPLC employee decided to join them just to watch. Yeah, you're not exempt from breaking into a government facility because you're an attorney for a nonprofit. So all they've done thus far is admit he was actually there. They say it's part of a months long escalation of police tactics, blah, 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 blah. But the fact that a terror, a, a terrorist cell and a national chapter, anti-fund its international associates have support from the National Lawyers Guild and the Southern Poverty Law Center shows you just how far gone we are and how close we are to a legitimate culture revolution. And I'm sure the left is very excited about it. Of course they are. I mean, they've been it's something that has been in the works for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. This is not new. This started. I, I would say that the foundation was laid in the 80s with Paulo Freire's influence in schools and then with the influence of Paulo Freire in the schools of education in the 90s, start pumping out these kids from the humanities departments that all believe that essentially socialism is the way. 
I think it goes even farther than that. What was the long march into the institutions? That yeah, was what, that's, the 60s? That was, they started a creep in, right? Was it, it 60s? The, no? the, the term was coined by uh, Antonio Gramsci, who was a... Uh, like McCarthyism and all he that. He wrote stuff. it in the 20s. But oh, that, wow, really? Yeah, uh, Antonio Gramsci wrote from an Italian prison in the 20s, and he's the one that came up with the idea that you had to go through the institutions and change the yeah. culture. And they did, and that's exactly what they did. <laughs> well, Mao did it, yeah. and it, he proved that it works, and yeah. now it's being done here. There's a couple ideas pertaining to the long march to, through the institutions, and uh, Yuri Bezmenov, of course, most people who watch the mm-hmm. show are familiar yeah. with, talked about the demoralization and the subversion of the United States. This was, of course, during the Cold War. And so one of the scariest theories is the Soviet zombie takedown of the United States. And that idea is the Soviets implanted these ideas into the United States to basically plant seeds that would eventually destroy and uproot this country. We may be experiencing that, but the Soviet Union no longer exists. So this is like, it's it's, kind of creepy. It's like almost perfect for a movie where like, a, a spaceship crew comes across and actually there's like a Star Trek episode about this. They come to a planet and there's a doomsday weapon armed and ready to go because of a war that was going on. The it's Soviet like, Union. It's like the ghost of the Soviet Union is in America now. It's right. Yeah, and it's corrupt. <laughs> the we, Soviet. We, the Soviet yeah. exists. It's just not unified. Yeah. As, as, crazy. as they were, we were at war, they implanted a poison in the U.S., Yep. were destroyed themselves, but that poison remained and the attack was terminal. This is a double knockout. 100%. And I mean, another thing about the institutions and the universities in particular was the um, critical race theory, which, you know, we know about that now. It's actually kind of crazy because I remember looking this up back in 2016 and it was all this information about how it got its roots also with the Soviet stuff because they were wanted to have a way of like breaking down what the family unit and and all those things so that they can be dependent on the state and what have you. But they got its way into Columbia University um, with the Frankfurt School or whatever. And I found all this information about it and I was like researching it. If you look that up now today, it says right wing conspiracy theory. Yep. Like there's no actual information documents documents about it. And I'm like, where did it go? It used to be on the wild, wild west of the Internet. I found it. All the documents. I I found it anymore. There was like a big moment when Wikipedia, I think, they went in and started changing all the information on the Frankfurt School, calling it a conspiracy theory and stuff. But it existed, no? And that's (laughs) the academic name. Yeah. 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 Came from Columbia University. And Herbert spread. Marcuse and 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 the scholars that were that were involved yeah. in there. And I mean, right now we live in the logic of Herbert Marcuse. That's why we don't have uh, the the federal government going after the left the way they go after the right. Mm-hmm. The left is apologized for, is made excuses for, is allowed to behave in in violent ways in ways that are completely unacceptable for people on the right. And according to Marcuse, he believes that. Even the ideas that would come from the right must be suppressed. Let me, let me blow your mind, everybody who's listening. I have this article from Fox 5 Atlanta. Georgia trooper stable after being shot. Protester killed near controversial cop city police facility site. It's from January 18th, 2023. A police officer gets shot. They then open fire on the assailants, killing one of the terrorists. Oh, wow. How do you think The Guardian wrote about it? Here, oh, the here, poor here vic- you go. The victim. Assassinated in cold blood. Activist killed protesting Georgia's cop city. Killing of Manuel Esteban Paez Tehran, who opposed training facilities unprecedented in history of environmental activism. I'd say you want to know what else is unprecedented is probably this passage in their own story. 
Officials say Manuel shot first at a state trooper without, quote, without warning, and an officer or officers returned fire. But they have produced no evidence for the claim. The trooper was described as stable and in the hospital Thursday. There's no evidence except for the cop in the hospital. <laughs> so so uh, what? And that where's, where's their footnote? Let's read it. The footnote was edited on 24 between the final editing and publication. The GBI released information, including a photograph of a handgun, and the agency said was in Manuel Torrent's position. The GBI also said forensic analysis confirmed the projectile recovered from the trooper's wound matched this handgun. But there's no evidence? See footnote. Not only did they have evidence... A cop was in the hospital and they still wrote, but they have produced no evidence for the claim. The trooper was described as stable in the hospital. So did the bullet fall from the sky? What, did, did, a, did someone in a plane drop just the bullet with, you know, just, and it landed on the cop and he went, oh, so how did that happen? I don't even think a bullet falling at terminal velocity would be able to penetrate a human body. It's gross. I'm impressed with the, with the media. So this is the point. When our institutions are actively defending terrorism and the subversion of this country kind of feels like you already lost. But uh, no, I'll tell you, the cops, man, they played it right this time. They they killed no one. They arrested 35. No, they killed a guy. No, oh, right. No, this, this time, last this time, time they right, were right, able right. to, because it would have been like three dead in po- clash with police or three dead protesters, innocent protesters killed. It's some, you know, really manipulative story. They didn't kill anybody. They arrested 35 people. They charged 23 so far. I think they're doing it right. What do you guys think is worse? Is it worse if the police do their job and a protester dies when the police are trying to, you know, stop the violence or trying to detain people or whatever? Or is it better for some people like like Proud Boys or whatever to get fed up and decide they're going to go and counter protest and actually get into a fight with them and, and, and have someone die in that situation, obviously neither are good, but which one's going to have the worst repercussions on the, for society? I think if the, a group going and fighting with the cops and getting a kill is worse for society because it, it's going to provoke more. If there's, there, there's, there's no, there's the. I guess you can look at it this way. My view is, if there is no opposing faction, then you get a communist revolution, and we know where that goes. If there's an opposing faction, you get a civil war, and we know where that goes, and neither of which is good, not neither is better than the other. I suppose you could argue that following a civil war, if the right faction wins, but basically every single time we, we see a civil war resolve, there's some nightmarish thing that occurs afterwards for decades. So. I'm still of the opinion that if we do have a civil war, that, that it's going to have reverberations around the world. I don't know what would happen, but there, it's not like we don't get to have a, the United States does not have a civil war, and then the rest of the world doesn't react. It's true. I, I want to pull up this image real quick, just so I can people can get get I'll get you get you educated a little bit. I'm not going to pretend to be a scholar on the Spanish Civil War. I just want to use this map to point out. Right now, there's a lot of people talking about national divorce and civil war, and they're very skeptical. They're saying things like, "We can't have it. We shouldn't have it." Well, I'm not here to say we should or shouldn't or anything. Like, well, actually, we shouldn't for sure. But they show this map of the U.S. and they show cities. And it's the Democrat versus Republican voting base. And they're like, oh, yeah, like we could have a civil war now. And they show a map of the U.S. And it's like these people don't realize that even back in the day, there was an urban versus rural divide. And they seem to think today that there can't be a civil war because, well, California's blue. But, you know, the, the other states in the, in the Midwest and South are red. And that separates it. Blah, blah, blah. This is a map of the Spanish Civil War territories from 1936 to 1939. And as you can see, it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense logistically. It's not like half the country split. There's some, in 1938, you had the Republican control in two different bifurcated areas. 
In this, 1936, they controlled the north, but not just directly below them to Madrid. It didn't quite make sense, the territories that were controlled. If there was a real civil war in this country, it would not be state against state. It's going to be like every other civil war throughout history, where extremist factions seize control of certain areas. That's it. I think looking at this map of Spain, that there's a mountain range there north of... like in the northeast that may be a divider and the reason why it's split i don't really know the history of the spanish civil war to be honest um there are geographic you know things that'll be like you know we'll have a division yeah yeah, sure and and you can look at syria as well and in real civil wars basically what happens is in an area with a high density of one political faction they seize control but that might mean they only control the city and they don't control the surrounding areas and they might not have any control within 100 miles outside the city at all I think people don't really, they're underestimating uh, the states, the blue states, because I'm from New York, and just like you were saying, California, there's like uh, more rural areas of California and New York that people don't realize they're, they're pretty red. If you look at the map, also the voting map of it, it's pretty red. It's just New York City, Buffalo, and that's why in, they're all cities. And that's why what would likely happen in a real civil war is that the New York metro yeah. would be controlled by one faction and yeah. the rural areas by others. The, and then the, we have guns too. <laughs> well, the problem for a pla- the problem for these cities is that they they need to get resources somehow. And so, what would likely happen, in my opinion, is that New York, with its some thirty thousand or so police officers, the New York Metro probably has substantially more than that, and they would easily recruit surrounding suburbs and ex- and, and extended beyond the metro into places like Connecticut, which is only a couple hours drive. Mm. They would come to upstate New York, where it's de- it's sparsely populated, and just take what they want. It's end yeah. of story. So, well, you'd get they don't have the sphere. guns in the city, but the upstaters have the guns. Except the New York City Police Department has better oh, guns, yeah. substantially better guns, and a lot of them. And then you've also got. Do you think National that they're Guard. working for someone, or are they going on behalf of themselves in this they civil will, war? They will work for the state because the I state's don't know. absolutely. They're going to say they're going to say you want food. And they're going to say, yes, I do. They say, okay. They'll fight for their community, probably. A lot of times they have to bring in federal troops to fight the locals. Right. The The problem is these cops aren't from there. The cops don't live around there. They may be in the extended area. But typically what happens is the military comes to you or the government and they say, we're going to make sure you have food. Right now it's really uncertain. I know nobody nobody wants conflict. Nobody wants to fight. But trust us. We're here to help everybody and stop the crazy people, and we're going to make sure your family has food. And I tell you this, these guys, like in every country we've ever seen with conflict, they will, sl- I'll, I'll keep it family friendly, they will hug the government officers offering them food if it meant they have some. We see this everywhere. You look at Venezuela. The, the Venezuelan National Guard are willing to shoot st- college students because they're guaranteed food at a time of crisis and starvation. Dude, if there was real chaos, people would do pretty much anything to survive yeah anything and they're gonna come to you and say we will destroy you first the first thing they'll say is look if you're if you're in these areas you most likely agree already they don't need to convince you to do anything they're gonna be like the crazy trump conspiracy theorists who think lizard people control the world are coming we need you to stop them and the people are gonna believe it they're gonna turn on cnn and cnn's gonna tell them what to do and they're gonna say okay look if you you tell me you don't believe me? Take a look at Texas, where you've got adult entertainers dancing for babies and children with a big neon sign saying it's not going to lick itself. And the cops going, listen, I can't get involved here. 
They're not. They're not going to defy these factions. Even, even if the law is on their side, they will not do it. They will do what they're told as per the cult. And New York cops will definitely do it. That's why we have an armed populace. <clears throat> but that means you will get a divide between urban and rural. Yeah. So the question is, just because the people outside the cities are armed doesn't mean they're organized. In right. which case, you get a culture revolution. The government gets taken over by one faction and immediately issues sweeping reforms and starts, let's just say, removing those dissidents. Yeah, that's what's happened every time in history throughout eons of, of what we know of revolution is that swiftly the government solidifies power and then takes control with a crackdown. But we're in a new time with massive amounts of decentralized information transfer. We can use shortwave radio. Um, people are armed to the teeth at an individual level, house by house. It's not it's a very different experiment. The United States uh, local governance is the is the is like the central core of the of the country. So like, it would be tough to strip the, the the key would be to control the airwaves and manipulate information. I think if you could do that, you could get people force people to keep using your your money, then you will control the the counter. I think know. I think the issue is that's what they've been trying to do clearly, and it's not working because you can't. There's I mean, crypto. It, you just can't. It's they, like a they, different they, world. The the the, the establishment has has lost control of the narrative but, machine but it doesn't mean that some horrible thing can't emerge it's just maybe it wouldn't be the establishment it maybe it'd be some crazy cult or some some nfl sports team we decides have, look, to take we the have lead. a crazy cult in charge look what they're trying to do with disinformation they're trying to suspend censor they're trying to get laws passed so they can control the flow of information to control your mind and they are struggling with it and as much as i would say you know, the far left extremism is being placated or accepted. The information war rages on with shows like this. Mm -hmm. the, back in the 70s, when Nixon went to China, the general idea was if we expose China to markets and to uh, we welcome them into the, the, the global community and we expose them to markets, they will become more like us. And the opposite has happened. The United States because of the the control that China has over their population, that was an attractive situation to politicians and people that you know that would would look for power. And so what happened was they saw the situation in China and they they've decided that they want that type of control for the United States and honestly for the rest of the world. When you start talking about the WEF and and things like that. If you look at the the WEF's website, there's all kinds of references to global governance, global governance. If they weren't looking to have a globalized government, they wouldn't be talking about global governance and they wouldn't be having these, these meetings at Davos with the UN, all the movers and shakers from the UN. This is a move to actually make a global communist state, essentially. I, my, why do you think that anyone in the United States would want that for the United States? Uh, I don't think that there are very many people that want it. There is an extremist group, uh, an extremist fringe of the left that do believe that global communism is the future and that's the way forward. Uh, the dissolution of nations totally. This is global communism. No. Why, no, that's why, the only way that it's true government or true, why, true communism. Sorry. Why the Viet Cong? Why the North Koreans? Why ch the, the the Chinese? Why the why in Russia? Just why central planning at all? Why why did it happen? At any point in any of these countries? Did this 
in March. It seems like it always starts off with someone that thinks it would be better if we all work together. So we're going to make a small council and make sure that we all work together. And then the council gets power and they're like, there's no so. way we can make that work. Let's just take what we got. Like the, I, like I, the EU. I think it's more yeah. so what you're seeing is like mold or cancer. These people, these far left extremists who are firebombing this, this facility, they have no solutions to anything. They are proposing literally nothing. Yep. When Greta Thunberg was asked, what do you propose we do? She said, it's not my job to give you answers. Well, then what are you doing? You ha- you, all you're doing is burning things down, not that, building anything. That's exactly right. The whole project of the left is they believe that the perfected society is exists and the way to find it is to pull apart exactly. society. You tear things down and the more you pull away the more it exposes the existing perfected society. And that's the that's the attempt. That's where critical theory comes yep. into play is the whole concept in uni- these universities was how do we criticize each aspect of society and culture? And that's the whole game. And that's what you notice the left does. Everything is a critique. Everything's a critique um, to break it down. What, what I find, though, is that in this society, the only reason we're able to critique it with such accuracy is because we're, it's a free society. And if we start clamping down, we'll no longer be able to critique the yes. problem. And so the, the critique itself, it, we, we must leave open yeah. society for critique at all times. The reason that Chernobyl melted down is because people were afraid to say, hey, this is bad and this is this is going on. There's mistakes. It's because people were afraid to speak honestly and openly. So you're you, 100% right. You guys know how uh, The Simpsons basically predicts everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play this uh, video clip real quick. Can we? Do, do, I, do I have the audio turned on? There we go. Let's get it. Well, sir, treason season started early this year as a nuclear sub was hijacked by local man Homer Simpson. Oh, my God! I told him that photo would come back to haunt him. Could Homer Simpson be a communist? His father spoke out on his behalf. My Homer is not a communist. He may be a liar, a pig, an idiot, a communist, but he is not a porn star. Joe Biden. It's over there. Oh, it's coming, don't worry. The Soviet Union will be pleased to offer amnesty to your wayward vassal. The Soviet Union? I thought you guys broke up. Yes, that's what we wanted you to think. Capitalism. That was worth the minute and 10 seconds. So basically, communism fed off of the Soviet Union until it killed it, and then it transferred over to China, and now it's sucking the brain of China, and it's trying to get into the United States. Is it trying to kill China, like split it up into a bunch of what? hyper-capitalist states and just be gone with it? Well, that was basically. very backwards. Well, like you're saying like the Soviet Union's like, haha, we never really left. Like well, the, the communist... The, the, aspect of it never really left the world it just moved from country to country just like the war machine moved from the republican party to the democrat party communism's finding a home in different superpowers or has been over the last hundred years but do the left even know how the communism in the soviet union was like they were not pro lgbt or any of that stuff these are the they were very against that yeah and these uh and and che guevara you know that guy was was a was a bigot (laughs) 
But these these leftists who are like, well, communism, they'd be the people who'd be breaking rocks first. They're the ones who get arrested, locked up, and then go break rocks to figure out what hard work is like. The useful idiots. No offense, I'm not calling you personally an idiot, no, but look, like people that are willing to these, like push the agenda without realizing what it means. These people, these Antifa types, they don't work. They run around LARPing and setting fires. They don't have jobs. That's why. They, I, idle hands are the devil's playground. The, you put these people in a construction site and make, give them actual jobs and a purpose and a goal, and they're not burning down cities. Satisfied people don't revolt. Happy people don't start engaging in revolutionary activities. If you have a, a society that is essentially getting along, you don't... I, I, I almost... I somewhat disagree. They're purposeless. So they want, they want for very little, so they create the wants. Because people want to strive for something. Sure. But if you're food, shelter... I mean, look, back in the day... People had to work. You didn't have time for revolution. You're telling the fields, man, you got to winter's coming. But now that Americans are morbidly obese and playing video games all day, they're listless and bored and they need to create a purpose. And they found one. Yeah, it's the purpose. It's that's where the cult like mentality comes into play, too, because like it gives them something, a sense of something bigger. Like most people have religion or some sort of purpose, family or something. And that's where the breaking down of the family unit or religion or all that, it like creates purpose for their agenda. That that's, it's a religion to them. You've had experience with Antifa and their antagonism towards individuals yourself, right? Yeah, I have. Um, I didn't even know, I didn't even know what Antifa was. Um, But then they wrote an article in 2016 where it was like New York city, Nazis or something and I was like what's this and they like doxed where I work my hometown and like my associations and everything and they're just like these are New York City Nazis and I'm like I thought it was like funny at first because like, this is a joke this is crazy and then I found out that there was this thing called Antifa and yeah they I, I had to live in fear of like my address I mean you know what that's like you know getting doxxed or um people showing up randomly or something and I'm just like a girl living in Brooklyn I'm like oh my god what what is their purpose in this like what is the point of them posting my address and saying she's a Nazi go get her guys like that's dangerous was it because of stuff you posted online yeah it was because at the time I was you know the whole my whole world was leftist people and and work and all that and i didn't know anyone else that had the same mindset that i had the same beliefs that i had so i would look to the internet and and see stuff and i found gavin mcginnis and he's in new york city compound studio so then i started going on his show and getting a little bit more involved and so my association with gavin during the beginning of like the proud boy era and everything is why they targeted me and i became like part of that um what is it called article and so it was really scary and then we see what happened with the proud boys you know it became this drinking club that was just fun and silly goofy thing in new york city and i was like what are you guys talking about this is just you know drinking club for men and then it turned into they're being arrested for fighting fighting with antifa <laughs> outside of the republican club what is Antifa doing there? And somehow well, Proud Boys are the bad guys and they're in jail for God take, knows how many years. Yeah, take a look at the, the, the mistake made by the Proud Boys. When yeah. the police came, the Proud Boys went, hello, officer, let me tell you everything. And Antifa ran away. Yeah. And now none of the Antifa guys are in jail and the Proud Boys are. It's, it's just incredible. how. And then you were talking about that earlier, too, about the 
how they demonize like the certain group and that's exactly what they did and in the beginning my agent the theater that I worked at none of these people understood what was going on they were just like what this weird politics fight like whatever and they kept booking me but then it turned into now even like your mom will know what proud boys is like the presidential debates are talking about the proud boys and if you're associated to that you are like people want to go oh we can't book her like even if they agree with you or are sympathetic with you your that's association and they did that to the proud boys which is they put this association that's bad onto them and it's just mind-boggling how they did it i don't even know how they did it just uh let's see they like how did this ha- it's, transpire it's, it's, it's this simple there's one faction fighting so for instance we tried booking a show at a theater in Pittman, new jersey Antifa threatened to burn the theater down, so the theater canceled and said, sue us. The damage we incur from a canceled contract is less than the damage to a burned down theater. Wow. That's how it works. I think what we really should be doing is blaming the behaviors themselves that people are doing and not the people, not the groups, not the affiliations, but the behavior. And it it doesn't always sit well with people because they're like, yo, if you identify with the Nazi party... I'm supposed to have an issue with that. But if you act, have a conversation with someone who identifies as a Nazi and it's the most loving conversation, let the conversation stand on its own. Don't don't judge the person based on what you think it means to have that label slapped on their chest. That's key. And that's important for us moving forward because a lot yeah. of these kids drag shows where like underage kids are being sexualized or, or cut up or whatever in the future when that stuff's made illegal, there's going to be a desire to go persecute those people that did that exactly. stuff. And it's no, if it's not happening now, it's not happening anymore. Uh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying not to prosecute people who are committing crimes? Well, in the future, when it becomes illegal and it, they're not doing it anymore, don't go back and be like, what you did eight years ago is now illegal. Like so you're going to oh, oh, yeah, right, none right, of that. Right. right. Yeah. We, that's cancel culture. Well, so, none so, of that. Well, so yeah. the problem is it's already illegal. So they should be arrested for the laws of the books now if it is illegal it yeah. is yeah 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 it is we, we, we've gone over it enticement of a minor i mean come on you can't have an adult man in a thong thrust into the face of a child like those those laws are on the books imagine if somebody walked up to a grade school and started doing those dances in front of all those kids at recess so to clarify and to continue on don't blame all trans people for what some trans people have done or don't blame all or, or people queens. in drag yeah. but drag queens <laughs> so are not trans people yeah and don't so don't blame <laughs> the groups of these people based on what the some behaviors that have transpired that's that's key that's part of if you want to exonerate the proud boys for instance yeah. it's that kind of mentality yeah we yeah, should don't get me wrong sometimes they <clears throat> behave a certain way i mean i didn't necessarily agree with the january 6th thing i thought it was stupid like what are we doing guys but is it right to say that it's an insurrection and that these this was like so terrible? No, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> let's uh, let's jump to this story from the Daily Mail because we all care so much about Joe Rogan's opinion. Bleeding heart liberal Joe Rogan says he'd vote for Trump before Biden because he's mentally gone, and Americans now have to rely on his on his sideshow of diversity administration. <laughs> he was talking to Russell Brand. Mm. He basically said that. Now look. Russell Brand and Joe Rogan are very similar kind of guys. Liberalish comedians. One's, you know, he's a British guy. One's an American guy. And here they are talking to each other. And Rogan's at the point now where he said in the past he wouldn't vote for Biden, but he wouldn't. He didn't vote for Trump. Now he's saying he'd vote for Trump before Biden, which is, you know, Joe's moving over a little bit. See, here's what I think. You got a lot of liberals who know in their heart of hearts Trump is the right answer, albeit an imperfect one but you definitely can't support Biden. And they don't want to say it because they're scared. 
So they'll, 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 they'll play a middle of the road kind of game and act like they're some centrist or whatever, or they're disaffected, but they won't just come out and say the truth. So we, we see this with a lot of these politically homeless people on Twitter, well, where they will still promote an obviously fake story smearing Trump just to try and be like, oh, and to that point, Russell Brand saying MSNBC and Fox News are just as bad. Any honest assessment of the facts would show you that Fox News, while not perfect, is substantially more factual than MSNBC. Even NewsGuard thinks so, and that's an establishment mm. news rating agency. But you still get these people who are going to be like, oh, you know, I wouldn't vote for Trump. I'm not going to do it. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised to find out that Rogan actually did vote for Trump. If he says he didn't, I believe him. But I w- if, if he came out and said, you know, actually, I did vote for him, I'd be like, oh, that didn't surprise me at all. But the fact that he's saying it now I think we're going to start seeing more of a pushback. There's this viral video of this woman being like, let me tell you about frog and frog self pronouns and how to use them. And then a guy goes, that's it. I'm a Republican. He sits down <laughs> and he's like, frog self, oh my the frog gender. And so this guy's like, I'm a Republican. You got me. I'm out. I'm voting Republican because I'm not going to call a person a frog. It ain't happening. When you're offered Donald Trump or frog self, (laughs) that's that's really what we're being given. We're being given Donald Trump, who's kind of crazy or completely detached from reality. It's like a form of radicalization, but in the reverse sense, like I hate that thing. So radical move. Uh, So you. Well, this is what the left do, too. And my husband talks about this. Um, and he wrote a book about it because he had experience in the far right. And um, he sh- talks about and I feel like it was starting to happen to me when I got doxxed by Antifa and all that. But they push people to be more radical by acting the way that they are, you know, like they do these things to people. Uh, they're saying these frog self things or whatever. And it pushes people like all the way to the other end. <laughs> the response, the reason that, well, the response to communism is almost always fascism. Right. People get sick and tired of the complete insanity. And so then they're just like, well, who's going to make things normal? And that's right. what that's what Hitler did in, in the yeah, uh, exactly. or the are the argument that the Nazis made, not what Hitler did. Yeah. The argument that the Nazis made to get elected or when they were trying to get elected was we will restore order. We all the fighting in the streets will stop because there was so much agitation from Antifa, the communists in Wy- the Weimar Republic. And the response from the population is we're fed up with this insanity. So we want someone that's going to give us law and order. And it's always, and it pushes to an extreme. And I felt that way when when they did all that they did to me, ruined my career, doxxed me, like did all the stuff, just destroyed my life. It almost made me want to just go completely the other end when they're calling me a Nazi, (laughs) you know? But you have to like control that and and not kind of buy into that. But it's also dangerous when they're calling people like Tucker Carlson or regular normal people Nazis. That's also going to push people to like the far end. Like, okay, well, I guess we're all Nazis then. So, what's a better victory to engage in fascist crackdown, law and order, or just mockery? Let okay. So, there's more than two choices. The other one would be liberalism. 
Using mockery? No. Well, Tim's right. Mockery. Mockery is a way to fight them. But the 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 ideology, or or not the ideology, but the political path that the United States needs to get be on is a liberal path. Now, there's going to be people that are going to say we can't, you know, liberalism can't take uh, can't take authoritarian impulses because liberalism is innately uh, naive, I guess, is what a lot of people would say. Your 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 impulse is to listen to the argument from the from the. You're opposing saying like classical side. liberal. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, and I don't believe is a classical liberal solution. Yeah. So, but, like Tim says, like there's some people that don't believe it because they don't believe that that voting will will work. They don't believe that because of intimidation and stuff like that. And I get it, but I think that the options are authoritarianism or liberalism. So you get right authoritarian, authoritarianism mm. or left authoritarianism. I, 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 I mean, it's not uh, authoritarianism versus libertarianism. Libertarianism is not binary. It's it, there's a gradient. So sure. you can be moderately authoritarian or moderately mm. libertarian. You can be center in between. And I think the issue is the people who are classically liberal have traditionally been in a sort of it's, it, I would say they're, they're centrist libertarian types mm-hmm. that are not all the way down at the bottom towards anarchy, but they're not quite conservative. They're not leftist or anything. And these people allow authoritarians to do whatever they want, which means you need a more, I don't know, service guarantee citizenship kind of approach where you get your constitutional rights. I mean, Starship Troopers style, service mm-hmm. guarantee citizenship. If you're not a member of the community who's contributing, you don't vote on things. Mm-hmm. That solves the problem very, very quickly. Now, the, the problem, however, is it could also exacerbate the problem very quickly, which is why some have re- opposed it, because if those institutions get captured, who gets let in to perform services, who gets a, to vote, it could, it could isolate very, very quickly. The simple answer is you still need a strong moral foundation and you need, I guess what you would call a cultural tradition in which the people that you agree with come together periodically, organize together, speak to one another, have something that bonds them together, and they reject outside of it. And that needs to be the dominant umbrella. So when I say mockery, what I mean to say is Jimmy Kimmel, this is what he does. He goes on TV and Aaron and takes a clip of Aaron Rodgers saying, I'm looking forward to seeing if the Epstein list gets released. It might get released. And then Jimmy Kimmel laughs at him and calls him a tinfoil hat guy. What? He's talking about a news story about I've seen client lists. I mean, Ghislaine Maxwell's in jail. This stuff's happening. She got convicted. How is that tinfoil hat? What he's doing is he's trying to create the sphere of influence to say this is what you must be if you want to be safe in our society. The right needs control of those institutions. It's not going to be this. Let us come together and have a debate on stage and discuss the merits of your uh, critical race theory. It's going to be no. We we despise you. You're amoral crackpot cultists, and we're going to make fun of you. And we are going to command the institutions, and then we are going to say you are not welcome to speak here. But the good, the liberal tactic would be to get in with Jimmy so that he trusts you, and then mock make a mockery of him in public on his own show to show why he's wrong and then get all his followers to follow you instead. That's not a liberal tactic. That's well, like that would Alinsky. be like a peaceful, like genuine, sure, sure, but, like, but, but I want to The classical liberal tactic. approach is a speech and debate. Yeah. The subversive get into his show and then undermine him is actually not. Well, that's the point of debate is you get in contact with someone and then you undermine them in the process. No, see, the issue is you have sophists and you have uh, uh, liberals. And the liberals are saying, sit down with me, good sir, for I might have a conversation to change your mind. And they say, ooh, here's an opportunity to lie and twist the facts yeah. and take videos out of context to recruit mm-hmm. more people to my cult. Yep. 
And liberals keep going, I can't figure out why I'm losing. <laughs> Imagine sitting down at a game of Monopoly and just letting your your friend be like, no, no, you, you don't got to pay rent this time. I get it. You're hurting. Your, your friend goes, I just don't have any money. I can't pay. I'm going to lose if you make me pay this time. Okay. And then he's got a huge wad of cash under the table and he's buying up properties left and right. That's basically what it is. You, I think it would be more like you infiltrate into the network somehow, get your own show and then start subliminally putting in those jokes of your own or whatever instead of just like getting on jimmy kimmel and converting those like you need to get into the institution like get into the networks get into the universities get and slowly do what they did and start changing minds like a little bit at a time not everyone has to be like extreme championing like a cause get in there slowly yeah and once you get in the institution starts to change you and you have to remain steadfast well, to yes. not because john stewart's kind of like that he's sort of able to see the wuhan through it mm-hmm. all but he's still being affected and transformed by the institution being a part of it Did you say john stewart stewart yeah well i mean he's like a super lefty yeah so. but he's still able to see like truth really from time oh, i, I mean he called out the stuff. wuhan really? virus coming out of wuhan mm. pretty clearly earlier yeah. he deserves on colbert he deserves nothing yeah <laughs> but i mean he's an, he's he made, also he made, a doc- a sh- he made a show crapping on white people like he is entrenched he stepped out of line because he's an old fogey who did not know what that what the cult wanted and so he goes on tv thinking he was being himself and then quickly went uh-oh did i say the wrong thing they're calling me racist now and then he does a show called something about like the problem with white people yeah, I just saw him yeah. do a clip with somebody, and he was yeah, real show. dismissed, real demeaning about it. And also, mm-hmm. it was about not letting kids go to drag shows. And he was like, what's the point yeah. of that anyway? Was, what's the real deal? Gun violence. Let's talk about gun violence. And you're like, dude, because it's sexualizing children, John. It, the, whole thing <laughs> was, the whole thing was a mess. It was, it was, it, if you watch the, the whole thing, the guy that he was interviewing almost said almost nothing. And it was all edited. So that way, John, basically John Stewart used the guy just to do all he's off of. I think that Sullivan, I guess yeah, that was his name. I, guess. I think never do digital interviews, man. Sullivan did a digital interview. I think, I think that's, no, they were face to face. And the one I was, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, it might be Bill Maher or whatever. You do these digital shows and then you're cut out from the room and they use you as, use you as a prop. That's why I don't do digital here. I think John's an example of someone that infiltrated the liberal media to change it. I know he was extremely politically active, wanting to get his views across. I don't know if he's necessarily top tier intellect you know, of our time, but he's also been transformed by that process. That's, that's one of the downsides. John Stewart spent 20 years making well maybe not 20 years however long he was on uh the daily, daily show, show. Yeah. he maybe. spent the entire time that he was on the daily show making any republican or rep- or conservative idea like completely radioactive well to be fair though he defended james o'keefe several times did he no yes. way yes, he did several times and he uh gave and he was honest in what uh, james o'keefe had uncovered with acorn and, yeah. and oh, he, the acorn thing. That's yeah. right. And he was like, how, how how did journalists miss this story? How is it up to this guy? And he shows a young James wearing the, the pimp outfit or whatever. There's Still, the damage that he's done by making conservative ideas radioactive has been has been far worse yeah, than, than Antifa, honestly. We've got big breaking news. I got this clip. Just popped it up on Twitter. January 6th video from Tucker Carlson shows the police assisting the Q shaman as he walks around the Capitol building. No joke. Let's play the video. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. 
we counted at least nine officers who were within touching distance of unarmed Jacob Chansley. Not one of them even tried to slow him down. Chansley understood that Capitol Police were his allies. Video shows him giving thanks for them in a prayer on the floor of the Senate. Watch. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building. Contrast the reality of what Jacob Chansley did in the Capitol building on January 6th. The And there it is right there. I mean, Tucker's Chansley. They helped obviously got way more to add to this. But there's the video right there. The police escorting him through the building and finding an open entrance to get him in to get him into the chambers. I don't think that's considered entrapment because he was already on the premises. Not when the police are on camera fanning people in and opening the outside doors to let people so in. So we see corroborative evidence that they let other people into the building. We and see then definitive evidence tour. that they yep. toured. What's his name again? I want to call him by his real Chansley? name. Chansley? Jason Chansley. Is that what it is? Chansley? Is that what he said? Let's play it. Um, yeah. Acted as his tour guides. Jacob Chansley. They helped yeah, him. Jacob. They acted as his tour guides. Here's video of Chansley in the Senate chamber. Chansley. Capitol Police officers take him to multiple entrances and even try to open locked doors for him. That's amazing. It's Jake Angeli, born Jacob Anthony Angeli Chansley. Uh, the police escorted him through the building. I think that's absolutely exonerates this guy. He was he was being led around by cops. I mean, they took and this him is in. why the Democrats would not release the footage. And this is why I have been saying, Ian, the Democrats are evil. I don't even I don't want to put on a political party. There no. are very evil people doing things right now. Sure. I don't want to evil. mask it with a political party because there's a lot of good Democrats, too. I will oh, name Democrats one. Are evil. Name, name one. Name a good Democrat. My mom. I think no, the I'm talking about the political officers. I'm talking about no. the politicians who are sitting on the J6 committee who are withholding evidence that would exonerate a man who he's been locked up ever since, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I so. Love you, Ian. So 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 name name for me a good sitting Democrat. Bernie Sanders. He's not a Democrat. He's independent. And besides, come he, on, he still came out in favor of war. Yeah, but Bernie, he's a good guy. Um, not, nobody's perfect. I mean, look at John Stewart as an example. I can scarcely name a an honest Republican. Are you sure? I didn't know Bernie was independent. Sorry about that. He's Thomas Massey. Yeah, Rand Paul. He's, he's Rand a Democrat? Paul. No, no. Oh, said Republicans. I could give maybe Ro Khanna uh, a, a nod. I don't know a lot yeah, of them, yeah. though. I don't, know, I don't know many of them at all. AOC is being implicated in uh, ethics in, uh, investigation because she got all this free stuff. Gala. Condé Nast paid for her 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 uh, her limo or whatever her her ride to the Met Gala. She that that's look. We had Matt Gates come into the studio, and we've got a fine selection of bourbon. And I said, uh, Congressman Gates, please help yourself to anything you might partake, a drink you, you may partake. And uh, he said, that's too expensive. I can't accept that for the for the pappy stuff. And I was uh, bottom shelf, $5 garbage. If he wants to have some whiskey, it's got to be under a certain price. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, whatever. I don't I don't know. Do, just make sure you do it right. He's like, yeah, no problem. AOC received hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. These people, I'm sorry, they are evil. And if the you January, sorry, the January 6th committee was sitting on evidence that would exonerate this man. And they lied about it that itself. for power. And Raskin lied about me when he played a video. And, and, and this was a big mistake on the part of the Democrats because it red-pilled a lot of... Yeah, including uh, my mother. Exa exactly. Because I was reading a Fox News article where Trump says, we're going to protest, it's going to be wild. And it's like Fox News is reporting Donald Trump says it's going to be wild. And I was like, well, you know, it might be because Trump supporters are, are really angry. He plays it out of context. 
And then what I'm hearing from my friends is like what you just said. People being like, what? Tim Pool's not calling for anything. Now that's crazy. These people are evil. Yeah, they definitely put things out of context to purposely ruin lives. And they did the same thing. The media did it with me when I worked at The Daily Caller. I was in a video with Ajit Pai, who's the head of the FCC at the time, and they were like repealing net neutrality. And I was just in a video, like in the background, dancing along to some silly meme video that they were making with him. And the media, left leftist media, wanted to destroy him because of this net neutrality thing, which I still don't even understand what was going on with it. But they pinpointed me and said, hmm, what's what's her deal? And they found like a silly YouTube video that I made about like, Pizzagate, but it was really just like me talking about my experience on the deep web and like knowing that this cheese pizza code actually is a real code. I did not talk about common ping pong. I did not talk about anything that was like bad about this conspiracy theory thing, but they went around Joy Reid on MSNBC, mentioned me by name. Every single outlet was mentioning me and lying, flat out lying, saying that I promoted, highly promoted the comet ping pong conspiracy theory, which I never did. Just because Never you did. knew that CP meant was cheese pizza well, and a but code? But the thing is, they knew that no one would actually look at my video. Unreal. They knew that no one would this do that. They, do. they just yep. read the article, and then I was getting a bunch of messages and everybody hating me. And it was just like, now my reputation is I'm a pizza gator when I'm like, I never did that. I, like, I never promoted this like conspiracy theory. I was just talking about the deep web. The cheese pizza is the actual code It's not even word. that deep. That's just on, that's on 4chan, I, on, pe- on the B-board. Well, people you fu- have you been arrested that. for putting cheese pizza code out there for yeah. actual travel. Mm-hmm. There's arrest. You can look up articles about it. But they, they don't care. They lie. They did it on purpose. And it, what did it do? They wanted to ruin a G pie for this, you know, political reasons. But really, it ruins this girl's me reputation. For what? That's all they, they care about. They don't care about me as a person or good the, doing the, good. The Democrats only have one thing to campaign on. Donald Trump is a Nazi. Yes. And so with January 6th, I, I, I believe there is a strong probability that they did want this to happen. Trump claims he wanted more security and Pelosi didn't get it. Look, man, I've said it before. If on, I think it was what, May 29th, 2020, the the insurrection at the White House, if Trump ordered the police to stand down, he would be president right now. Because these, these people, the Democrats, they understand politics, they understand public perception. If the far left ripped down the fencing at the White House, stormed into the building and set fire to it, and started doing a whole bunch of them because they burned a guard post and a church. I assume they set fire to, to the White House. And Trump went to the bunker. He would come out the next day and say the far left extremists have been waging a war on this country for months and something needs to be done about it. I am calling on the governors of these states and the mayor of D.C. to take the action required. Instead, the police came in, made the arrests, fired tear gas, cleared people out. And the media came out and said Donald Trump is a fascist, which is so crazy, because if he had cracked down and called on people to start cracking down, that would be like what Phil was talking about earlier, the fascist response to the communist uh, meddling. And he doesn't have that fascist bone in his body. He's not that kind of guy. He's like a, a liberal businessman. He's not. Instead, we get the inverse on January 6th, where when a bunch of people show up, Some guy, for some reason, keeps telling everybody to go in the building and they keep calling him a fed. He then whispers in some guy's ear who tears a barricade down. And then when the bumbling Dotards show up, the cops fan them in, open the doors and give guided tours. 
The Democrats withhold the evidence and claim it was an insurrection for months to, to years now to yeah, going on years. And they're going to try and use that. Fortunately, with Republicans squeaking by a tiny victory, this stuff comes out. And Tucker Carlson is able to definitively prove Democrats lied about it all. I will say it again. Proof beyond a reasonable doubt presented by Tucker Carlson, reposted by us about half an hour later. The police giving a guided tour and even opening the doors for the Q shaman, completely exonerating him and proving Democrats lied about completely everything. Do you think it's going to make a difference? Well, the, the challenge is when it comes to his criminal case, if this was being tried in, say, like a state jurisdiction thing and this evidence was withheld by the federal government, it probably would exonerate him. But the fact that it is the federal government withholding the evidence and prosecuting him, I don't think he's going to get anything. But why was it withheld? Why was that not made available? Because they're evil, Ian. So, I mean, but legally, <laughs> why, how is it, why was it withheld? They just don't have to show their own evidence? They, they said, fuck the American public. Forgive me for swearing. It's we'll an make agenda. sure to put an explicit tag on this one in the podcast section. Please. That doesn't sound legal. They, they are the ones who are sitting on the footage, and they say, for security reasons, we won't give it out. What was it 14,000 hours of it's footage? It's such a sham. 44. They have 44, an agenda, 000? and they have That's to do ev they, everything they can to portray a certain agenda. That's all they care about. Like, not good. I think the, realistically that they will be satisfied with this process being the punishment for these people being led around and let into the building. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure how someone could sleep at night thinking this guy was led around the here's, building. Exactly. Here's, what, here's what I'll do. If, uh, if I were to ever become president, I would run on the campaign of criminally charging the members of the January 6th committee for withholding evidence that left, an, that left innocent people in jail. And this is all because they don't want Trump to be president. So they would rather throw innocent people, young people that have their whole lives ahead of them under the bus just to make Trump look bad. Yeah. There, are, there, are, there are bad people. There are people on January 6th who are fighting. That's bad. Those people should be charged. Yeah. But when you've got evidence being withheld as to what really happened by Democrats and then lying, like Adam Schiff lying about Trump and Russiagate, at a certain point, there's got to be some kind of like use of public office for the purpose of defrauding the American people as a criminal charge or something. I mean, I have hope that there's that there's possible charges that can be filed. I hope that there's lawsuits that can be filed by uh, private individuals. I'm hoping that we still have a judicial system that works. Uh, I know that it it does to at least some extent, right? Because if not, Kyle Rittenhouse wouldn't be free if, Here, if it was completely and totally, you know, thrown away. Here's my proposal for Vivek Ramaswamy. He talked about, I think, arresting Fauci and and. Um uh, Merrick Garland. Did, was, was it arresting or removing? Maybe, maybe he said firing. I don't think he said arrest. I'd, 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 I'd probably want charges. I will, I will do this um, in my f hypothetical presidential campaign. I will campaign on setting up a gigantic bulletproof plexiglass structure that you can see through in D.C. where I will go inside of it and start issuing executive orders for the arrest and prosecution of people like Fauci, Merrick Garland, and all of the Democrats who sat on the J6 committee for defrauding the American people. Fauci, for instance, in an email, 
uh, commissioned a study to debunk the Wuhan lab leak theory. Why? Well, to protect himself, because he's the one who gave the money to Dashik. These people have committed, in my opinion, criminal fraud against the American people. Do we have that story of Fauci? Uh, and I want to know who he commissioned to do this story that uh, lab leak was Here it false. is from the New York Post. New emails show Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned a scientific paper in February 2020 to disprove Wuhan lab leak theory. <laughs> the, the, they show he prompted or commissioned and had final approval on a scientific paper written specifically in February 2020 to disprove the theory the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Eight weeks later, he stood at a White House press conference alongside Trump citing that paper as evidence that the lab leak theory was implausible. So basically, that is evidence of Fauci covering up malfeasance. Gain-of-function research was being done under his watch, and he commissioned a cover-up. That is a definitive fact. He should be in prison. Is Trump going to lock him up? I don't think he will. Is DeSantis? No, he won't. So who do we get to vote for who's going to promise as part of their campaign to arrest Fauci? At the very least, Merrick Garland should be completely removed. Arresting him is a stretch. The January 6th committee members who withheld exculpatory evidence, they should be criminally charged as well. You'd probably want to not say you're going to arrest Fauci. And when you get into office, just arrest him day one. No, no, no. Don't tell him you're coming. Campaign on it. And to be honest with you, you should talk about We should talk about that kind of stuff all the time leading up to the election, because whoever actually is the nominee nominee for the Republicans, that should be something that is discussed openly yeah. and regularly. And you know what I'd say? I'd be on that debate stage and I'd say, that's a very fine question you got there, moderator. I just want to add, Anthony Fauci, you better leave the country now and go somewhere that doesn't have an extradition treaty with the United States because day one, you're getting locked up. It, I would encourage him not to flee because he's going to get locked up. <laughs> Well, they have to actually do it because the whole locker up thing, I I know, know. well, the whole locker up thing was like a whole campaigning talking point. And I do feel like Trump was a bit soft about certain things because he was afraid of looking like a fascist. Yeah. But like we've seen now how the left play like he can't he can't do that. He's got to lock him up for real. I don't like running on the the platform that you're going to lock up your political opponents you know if they say if it's illegal but if the president does it it's not illegal like the the guy had his oversight the guy can make illegal things legal like that's we kind of give that guy power to do that he's the commander of the military if he wants to commit a drone strike he can do it he doesn't have the power to make illegal things legal he can kill an american citizen with a drone strike apparently (laughs) yeah well that's illegal obama obama is a murderer legal and illegal at the same time. barack obama murdered a 16 year old american citizen that is not in dispute his name was Abdul Rahman mm-hmm. Alalaki, and he was executed on the, under the orders of Barack Obama in a drone strike on a civilian restaurant in Yemen, a country we are not at war with. So if, that we, happened. Yep. if you run on a platform True of story. imprisoning every military official and politician that was involved in the death of a civilian, you're going to be constantly sending everyone to jail. That's then- why I said bulletproof plexiglass box in the courtyard so everyone can watch. But then when you get out of office, they're have to blow they'll come up. for you. And it's like yeah, so it creates a cyclical uh, destruction, destructive... Maybe if there weren't so many cowards in government who are like, but I don't want to step on anyone's toes because then they'll come for me. Well, the thing is, we wouldn't have these problems in the first place. Anthony Fauci didn't just commission a drone strike against one American civilian. He issued and lied and covered up gain of function research on one of the most panicked diseases ever to strike the human race. That he may have been the progenitor of. We know that EcoHealth Alliance was involved in the creation of this stuff. And he was funding or asking them to fund this stuff for him. Here's what I will say right now where we are. We know that Fauci provided funding to EcoHealth Alliance, which provided resources and funding to the Wuhan lab to do gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses. 
And it seems to, uh, I should say, two agencies, intelligence agencies, the FBI and the Department of Energy have come out and said lab leak is the most plausible. And it would seem that if a virus is, uh, its epicenter is right next to a virus factory, probably was the virus factory where it came from. Now, the question is, was the virus that was released the virus that was paid for by Fauci? I don't know. It seems also likely. But the fact that Fauci paid for the cover up, in my opinion, and tried to cover up and lied about it, he denied being involved in the study. That to me, reportedly, that to me is criminal to an attempt to defraud the American people and cover up political corruption and malfeasance. He should be locked up for that. And you know he was asked. And my my guesstimate is that someone was like, hey, don't let anyone know, Tony. Now's your time. Whoever it was, someone's like, we don't want to cause panic. We don't want to blow the cover on Wuhan lab. But that's still, I mean, at some point, you know, what's his name? The German pilot that was the Nazi number three. You know the guy I'm talking about? He hung. They, they got, he, he, he met his end at, at the Nuremberg trials. He was like, just one of the Nazis, but he was like one of the top Nazis. Um, Goering, Hermann Goering is his name. So I, I think prosecution is on Anthony Fauci's horizon. He's done us very dirty. And, and the people around him did us dirty. And if you guys have, have dibs on him, send it out. Blow it out. Blow the whistle on this guy. Don't, don't go down with him. I mean, if there's a legitimate thing to go after him for, then do it. But like how they're trying to go after Trump on make-believe things just because they wanted to, you know, get Trump. What whatever happened with that? With the, I want to, I want to, sorry, just had to issue a correction. I, I believe I had read before that he was asked if he was involved with the paper and he denied it. But now I think all it's saying is that he, he never admitted the paper he was citing was commissioned by him. He commissioned it, he signed off on it, yeah. and then he cited it as if it was real. Right. That's right. That's so dirty. And a position of authoritative power, administrative force, the highest paid doctor in the country in 2019 or 2020, the highest paid uh, political uh, administrator in the country, both doctor and administrator, some of $440,000. Like this guy has been around for 40 years doing this and he sold us out. He, in his behavior and his desire to side with big pharma put this country on a death spiral. I, I don't know what else to say. He he is respond. He was. I, I'm I'm all about forgiveness, but I will forgive him in a prison cell. Like he can go to prison and and think of or or whatever. I, I I don't know the punishment. That's not up to me. He can be charged. He can be arrested for a suspicion of lying to the public. I don't know what the crime exactly would be. Conspiracy defrauding the american people from a position of governmental authority. but the thing is like when you're in the government authority the cia they're expected to do that they're expected to undermine the american people every curve <laughs> and true. we let and we like give them carte blanche to do it that's part yeah, of their but he's not he's the director of the niaid or was but in a global pandemic situation it's like habeas corpus is off the table like that's what okay then fine then in cleaning up the mess habeas corpus is off the table right if anthony fauci gets a freebie then so do I when I arrest them. That's the thing. If he gets a freebie, then the next time this happens, there will be another guy that gets a freebie. We can't let this keep happening. Right. So that means when elected president, I get the same freebie he got. And that means I get to arrest him. <laughs> Thought you should go to jail and there should be a closed caption TV in his uh, in his cell that ran with Rand Paul on the other end whenever he feels like it, just mocking him, just giving him crap. So realistically, it should be he should be investigated at this stage. Yeah. Yes, there and should that, be. An, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the what the uh, the actual charges charge, should be. Yeah. Someone 
tweeted at me that it should be dereliction of duty, which maybe that's that's reasonable. Again, I don't know, but there should be an investigation. I mean, even if he's just like fired and loses his pension, that would, should be without question. Mm, I don't know, man. We're so far beyond watching these terror attacks, letting these people just do these things. The January 6th thing to me is it's 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 bordering on seditious, undermining the constitutional rights of the American people. And I'm pretty sure there is already a crime on the books that if you use an office of government to undermine the Constitution, then you are guilty of a of a felony. I believe we brought it up on the show before someone linked it to us. So if they are sitting members of Congress, the federal government, and they have denied this man his due process rights by withholding evidence, I would argue they've broken the law. So, uh, you know, Liz Cheney, Raskin, the whole lot. I have no problem. Lock them up. I have no problem with throwing politicians in jail. Zero problem with that. But we got to investigate one step at a time, because if we just start screaming for for like the punishment, that's a big, that's not the direction. We want to investigate the situation. If they are found criminally liable, then or at least it looks like it, then we'll indict them or I we'll suppose, charge yeah. them and then potentially indict them. I suppose the good news for everybody is you can simply show that video to your cult member friends and family, though they won't believe it anyway. It's real. He was let in. He was led around. He thanked the cops for being so cool. They'll make some excuse. They talk in circles about it. Yep. They'll say, look, I, I don't have the answer because I'm not a cult leader, but the cult leader says, shut up. So you should shut up. That's it. With, yeah. with, uh, I got to get his name again. Jacob. Jacob Chansley. I don't know. I'm, I got optimism on this one because I think if, if someone's going to let go, get let go, it's this guy. They've already let go a few people when the evidence becomes purported. Yeah. One guy got exonerated on every charge because there's a video of the cop fanning him into the building. And the judge was like, that cop told him to come in. He's not trespassing. One guy tried claiming it. And, and, the, and there's a video of him climbing like over a broken barrier and he's like, it says no, tra- you're trespassing. It says not to do what you're doing. You're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, nice mm. try, buddy. But for a lot of these people who are walking around, you know, we talked to the guy, the, they call him podium guy, even though what he, what he picked up was a lectern. They <laughs> lied about all of it. You know, this guy was like, he didn't even know what was going on. Half these people were just bumbling around. What about that old lady with the flag? So I'm trying to think the, the argument against uh, Jake uh, Chansley would be if he's on the steps of the building, then he's technically, has he begun trespassing? If it was trespassing to be in the building on the steps, is that considered trespassing? Outside steps? Yeah, on the outside steps. The, the, so. the issue the is that on any given day, you can go to the building and just walk in. Right. But since it was like, a, we did it. a protest. We're, we're going to do it this week. Would it be considered trespassing? Because if it was already considered trespassing, then maybe the cops were like, we're just going to keep this guy peaceful. We're going to keep him close by. He's they already broken have the law. locked him out of the building peacefully. It was one guy with nine cops. Could have. But like if someone's in the process of committing a crime and the cops see it, they don't have to stop him. They can like watch and make sure things don't get out of hand and then bust them at the end if they want i think so maybe they'll use that argument he was already trespassing we were just there to watch make and sure make sure and figure out how to let him in and but give they were him letting tour. him into different room after they room they showed like, him how not- to get in come yeah. on man there's like imagine it's like a, a, a guy who's unarmed is in a bank and let me show you where the vault is come with me and then you bring him to the vault like he's robbing the bank yeah like he's waiting for after he robs the bank to like put him under arrest. it'd be funny if there what? was audio and it's Chansley, like, walking up to the door and knocking, and the cops open. He's like, you got a bathroom I can use? They're like, yeah, come with me. And they walk him into the Senate chamber. And he's like, hey, and then they arrested him. Right, because if, if a cop lets a bank robber into the vault, they're an accomplice. If, unless they arrest them hey, before they leave, I guess. AOC said it, that they were cops who had let help some of these people. So let's, let, me, let, me, let me lay it down for you for Ocasio-Cortez over here, huh? <laughs> 
She says, there's a knock on the door. She hides in the bathroom, terrified, thinking she's going to die or whatever, because a guy goes, where is she? Where is she? And so now that we know that the cops were actually letting these people in and giving them guided tours, that really changes the fabric of her story quite a bit. Now it's like, the guided tour found her. Oh. (laughs) Not to mention, her story happened an hour before anyone breached the building, so that's also kind of weird. But uh, yeah, she's, she's making it up. She's the she. I really, really think that she just tells the most embellished stories, mm. and I'm being extremely polite by using that kind of uh, terminology. You know, they're all evil, man. Yep. Like there's there's a handful of Republicans who are not evil, and then most of the Republicans are evil, and most of the Democrats are evil. All of them. And I don't their know. Staff. Evil. That's such a strong. Term. Oh, okay. What 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 word would you use to describe a group of people who withhold evidence that would exonerate a guy who's been locked up in solitary confinement? <laughs> not evil. Manipu- They're just torturing a guy. Manipulative, for sure. That's not evil to you? No. That's not evil? Well, there's, that situation could be used in a non-evil way. Like, in there are situations where the villain is so egregious that you're like, we're going to make sure that he's not out of here because he is going to lose. You're saying, like, you're saying that, that you'd have evidence. Six. You'd have evidence exonerating the villain, proving oh, no, he's no. not, and you'd withhold it to punish the guy because people think he is? That's not evil no, to you? Not- no, that's, yeah, that's that's what the villain does. The villain accuses the good guy of being the bad guy, withholds the evidence to prove him wrong, and locks him up. So who that's ha- evil. Who had this evidence? Is it just the chair, or was it they, the entire they, committee? The whole committee. And they wouldn't release it. And also, Pelosi would not allow, I think it was Jim Jordan and who else? that they uh, um, Was it Gosar, maybe? No, maybe not. I don't know. They wanted to get uh, some Republicans on the committee, and they said no, and they said, we'll get Republicans, and they got Kinzinger and Cheney, who are basically just Democrats. Straight up. Yep. Or the neocons, yeah. Right. Evil. If there's, a, if, there's a, if there's a way to define what evil is, it is that. An innocent man being besmirched and imprisoned, and you know it, and you don't care because the lie empowers you. It's really hard to accept that our government could have turned as evil as the Nazis had. Like, I was like, it, it just seems like complete impossibility, but it's not. It could. It could. There is, there is nothing that makes uh, people today any different or less susceptible to ideologies like Nazism yeah. or communism than people... 50 or 100 years ago. The people that were Nazis in the 30s, like Germany was like thought of as the pinnacle of philosophy and educated people and progress. Progress. They were yeah, they were they were the cutting edge. All of the rock star philosophers from like the 1800s. Engineers. All, yeah, most of them were from were were German. Hegel was German. Marx was German. Uh, there was you know tons of them. Kant, German. All these people were German philosophers. So Germany had this really, really, really high esteem in the early part of the 20th century, and so to think that that it was dumb people that were backwards that were duped by the Nazis. That is not the case at all. They were intelligent. They were that they were completely and totally cosmopolitan. So you can't just look back and say, "Oh, well, they were just dumb." You have to give the bad guys the credit that, or credit enough to be to to look at them as actually intelligent because that's why they're dangerous. And to your point, like about not all Democrats being bad. I think it's the same thing where there's the upper level of the Nazis that did know they were evil, as Tim says, evil. 
and they knew what was going on and they totally went in for that. But I think that there were some Nazis that had good intentions and they didn't know what was going on. And that's the individual thing to look at, like you were talking about with the Democrats. I was thinking about Hillary Clinton going, we, we came, we saw, <laughs> he died. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that as a more Kamala Harris. And getting her buddy, uh, Sidney Blumenthal, <laughs> weapons manufacturing deals in Libya after the planned invasion. Yeah, it's called evil. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That's And it's like, ends that, justify that, the means. I, from the outside, it looks evil. That's for just sure. Just say it's evil, Ian. Just say it's evil. I, I can't, I'm not God. I can't make that objective claim. But it oh, definitely seems like it from where I'm standing. But, uh, you know, Im- imperialism maybe has some value to it. It just seems gross. But I'm also benefiting off of the, the economics of it. So there's that. I am all about accountability for bad people. And the purpose of our classically liberal government was to protect the innocent and punish the guilty. Not not the sole purpose, but one of them was to protect the innocent. That's why we have the Bill of Rights. And the problem now is evil people are doing exactly what we thought was evil and fought against to create a government that would protect the innocent. If you do not protect the innocent, your system collapses outright. It is a brilliant framing by the Founding Fathers. It's basically this simple. If you have a government that says, we will punish, uh, I think it was Otto von Bismarck who said it is better that 10 innocent people suffer than one guilty person escape. The reason that system doesn't work is because if people feel that even if they're innocent, they will be punished, just be guilty then. Be a criminal because you're screwed either way. But if the system says, if you are innocent, we will do everything to protect you, then people have an incentive to be good citizens and not commit crimes. Otherwise, it just falls apart. Yep. Thomas Jefferson, quote, uh, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of easy, tiger. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy, easy I mean, there, tiger. Quote. Ian, calm yourself. I, did, I, I think people have pointed out that he later said he was he was wrong to say that. And he was, they walked him back. Wait, really? With the, with the blood of what? Yeah, he got an e- Patriots and tyrants. He's just saying that <clears throat> always a country will turn back to tyranny and people are going to have to fight to he bring got it, a, take it back. Uh, as, after, as after he tweeted that, he got an email from Franklin or something. He might get demonetized. He was like, bro, chill. You're, you're going to get banned. And he was like, oh. Yeah, you're going to get canceled. LOL. The cat emoji. Yeah. It's a brutal quote from a brutal time. Jefferson is, you know led one of the greatest revolutions Ian, what would you seen. describe g- give us an example of what you would view as evil uh hurting something to watch it suffer that's that's it that's that's an example that's the only that's the only one grabbing a cat and just squeezing its neck to watch it see how its face changes okay. as you're squeezing it tighter and tighter slowly so you don't think that's what they were doing to this shaman guy by withholding the evidence keeping him locked in a cage now, I, I don't know Solitary what confinement is considered torture I don't think it was to watch him suffer. I think it was for their own agenda. <clears throat> that's what that's what I think it was for. Okay, how about, would you consider it evil if someone squeezes a cat to death for 10 bucks? Yeah. Okay, so what if yeah. these people withheld evidence, leaving a man to be tortured because it got them better salaries, kept them in positions of power? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Yeah, I think if they start throwing innocent people under the bus for power, yeah, that's that's evil. literally what they yeah. did. January, there's tons of innocent people in the January that are being held without without charges. And if you don't charge them and you don't try them, they're innocent they're because they're innocent until proven guilty. You said forty four thousand hours. That's of footage. what I heard, and that that would be because there's so many cameras. It's not it's right. Not, you know, there's so, like. My guess is that they didn't see all of it. I, I was going to say, did they see the footage? There's I, no humanly oh, way on. possible to watch 44,000. The, the shaman, the, I guarantee you, they you, all they watched all every second of the shaman footage. They knew this guy yeah. was being brought in by the cops and I escorted. Al I also assume that in the 44,000 hours, there are, you know, there are corridors where no one went down that corridor all day. So though, so if, they, if no one went down there, you don't need to watch it or, right. or they fast, fast forward, forward through, yeah. you know, like, so they probably watched a good portion of it and he probably had a bunch of people doing it. But it wasn't like they you just think sat they just down like and eat popcorn play. and they're all watching it together. I would hope so. I, they, they definitely <laughs> got a DoorDash or something, you know. Yeah. I wonder if the chair was deciding what they saw. I don't know how it works in those in those uh, chambers. If they're like, we're going to we're not going to show certain pieces of footage to the council because we need to make a decision that I want to go my way. So you're going to see what I want you to right. see. If so, that's the case. So who's seeing it first to make that decision? I would imagine the head of the, the head of the chair, the chair of the committee. Um, if that is the case and the chair of the committee is deciding what's good seen, that's a gross misjustice and that they should serve right. time for that or at least be charged for uh, misleading the public or something like that, misleading the, the committee. If, if they all saw it and they were all like, well, this is going to get the guy off and make him innocent so we can't show it, then they're all guilty. That's that's I mean, that's egregious. You can't that's that's a mishandling of justice and it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. All, all the people we should look every every possible piece of evidence that shows any of these people are innocent should be brought to attention immediately because the, the most important thing is that the innocent, the innocent ones are let ones. out. Yeah, I agree. Then we can deal with all the danger and the, and the damage. All right, let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and become a member over at TimCast.com. Go there because uh, that's how we sustain this operation. It's how we're in business. It's how uh, we do everything that we do. Our customers are not big sponsors for the most part. We do sponsor the podcast. Our customers are you. And it's a pay what you will model. So we're just hoping that more and more people who watch decide to give us 10 bucks a month to watch the after show. And then we don't have to worry about, I don't know, selling supplements or something. But to be honest, we'll probably make our own because I really want to do my own protein MCT blend stuff for when after you finish a skate and you want all that energy or maybe right before. But uh, that's the point, man. I'd rather just have more members and less sponsors. All of these big companies want us to take on a million and one sponsors because we would make, I think, I think we, we have these companies come to us and they're like, you will make 10 times the money you make right now if you do six ads per episode. No joke. They want us to do ad reads at the beginning of the show, 15 minutes, 30, 45 live. And I'm like, dude, I'm not doing that. Breaks of the conversation. It's not fun. And they're like, yeah, but you've got this natural flow. Sign this deal with us. And I'm like, nah, dude. I'm just going to keep hoping that we get more members. But it's a reality. We'd make more money if I just did ad reads. I just don't want to. All right. We'll read some more Super Chats from you guys. And we're going to have that members only show coming up at about 10, 10 p.m. It will go live. And that is what you get with your uh, $10 membership. But also, you know what else I'm going to say? Thursday is my birthday. So this whole week, I'm going to say, if you want to get me a birthday present, just present, just become a member at TimCast.com and watch the after show. And you can watch me swear a whole lot. And that's a birthday present. So, uh. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun birthday. I'll be 37 years old. I am, I am halfway there. All right. I'm not your buddy guy says, hey, Tim, did you get around to watching Douglas Murray nuke the mainstream media from orbit at the Monk debates in Toronto? If so, what did you think? I didn't. Did anybody see that? No. 
Mm-mm. I'm going to check that out. because I didn't see it either, but I'm going to check it out. Didn't see it. Nope. All right. Let's see. Wayback says, Tim, have you seen the Krasensteins saying on Twitter that they aren't an organized group of Antifa members like the right claims? The Krasensteins, I believe at this point, are actually just making leftist tweets for the right. Like, I don't think people on the left actually read what the Krasenstein say. I think conservatives read what the Krasenstein say and view them as the left, but they're actually pretending to be a caricature of the left to get right-wing views because it benefits them. Controlled opposition. No, no, no. It's just like they're, 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 they're pretending to be the villain so, because conservatives will watch what they say and give them clicks and make them money, and the liberals probably don't watch what they say. So I mean, they still in the payroll, right? They still get. Do the, does the DNC pay them to tweet still, or did they? I don't know if they ever did. Okay, I don't think so. I, they got banned. I, if they didn't, and then my apologies. Yeah, I'm like I was reading some like all their articles are just crafted based off right wing talking points to be inversions of them, and I'm like liberals aren't talking about this stuff. Like liberals are talking about you know whatever this. I, I, I can't remember what issue the left was talking about. But the Krasenstein's were talking about a right-wing talking point from the inverted position. And I'm like, I think they're making this content for the right, not the left. Just to get them all riled up again. I mean, it's brilliant if that's what yeah. they're doing, you know. Be, be like, it's like on The View, they have that Republican woman. She's not really a Republican. She's just like. Is it the McCain one? Or no, she's gone. Oh. Uh, what's her name? Farrah something or whatever. I don't know. Someone want to look it up. All right. Let's see what we got. Max Reddick says, Tim, would you consider getting the Krasensteins back on the show? I think they should be pressed on how they feel about child drag performances. Their Twitter just screams cult mentality. Oh, yeah, that's, it's, it's all sophistry. They're like, drag is not a sexual performance. And it's like, okay, look. We'll talk about this in the members only show because we have Martina here and she knows all about it. Yeah, so I can't I, wait to get into that. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to bring it up and then we're going to have to open up Pandora's box. Okay. But there is so much there to break down. Obviously, stuff I've talked about, but we've got someone with real experience, and we've got a really creepy video of children dancing, taking money from strangers and adult men, and like we're not going to play it because it's, it's not family friendly, but it'll be on the members show. So again, go to TimCast.com, become a member for my birthday, and it would be a very great birthday present to have you watch the after show and, and join us in our mission. I would love to see the Krasensteins here. I would love to, to be here. To, I, I know, but I mean, I didn't get to be on the oh, show. Right, right, I didn't right. get to talk to him. I just talked to him down the green room a little bit. I would love to be able to push back on some of their ridiculous comments. All right. <clears throat> John Maris says, still comfy and cozy in the middle, or do you have the same balls as the men who explored and built America? Which Tim Pool are you today? <laughs> the one who's like basically in the middle in terms of, I won't make assertions without evidence. But uh, it's funny when there's like the meme of milk toast fence sitting when like if we were going to be actually honest, I get loud and angry about a lot of issues, free speech, gun rights. I, like, how is it milk toast fence sitting to tell a, a, con- a congressional candidate, a gubernatorial candidate that we should allow pe- people have the right to nuclear weapons and, and, and biological weapons because arms are, are, are arms, biological weapons and nuclear arms are arms. And if you want to change that rule, you change the Constitution. Pretty sure that's not fence-sitting. Pretty sure that's like one of the more extreme viewpoints in terms of American politics on weapons. The Constitution says the right to keep and bear arms. It doesn't say which ones. Anyway. All right. Let's get some, let's get some more. Jimmy Joe says, Martina, it's JJ. I called Flambos as soon as I saw you on here. He says oh he's proud God. of you. Me too. Congrats. Oh, my God. Flambo. No way. Well, nice. there you go. It's former performer fire performer people and uh it's really nice to see that there's still some 
people that support and it's not just a blanket like screw her that's awesome cam girl asuna says tim i love your content but you really need to have an actual discussion on the merits of war at this point i am sick and tired of your refusal to understand that we need to respond with force if we want freedom to endure but define force the issue is we're in a fifth generate we're in fifth generational warfare and they've subverted our institutions to gain power and manipulate people and we're we're at a time where physical force I don't believe is as effective as manipulative psychological force, which is why that's what we see a lot of. In fact, this terror attack by Antifa is one of the worst things for them. This could actually be evidence that could wake people up to the psychological manipulation. That's why I always say violence isn't the answer. You have to be subversive. Look, man, I'll put it this way. You got the the samurai and the ninja tropes. The samurai marching with honor and striking from the front and the ninja sneaking in in the wee hours of the morning and removing their leadership. And then they wake up and they have no command structure. Which one was more effective? Well, they both have their merits, right? But sometimes subversion is the the appropriate method. I think right now with fifth generational warfare, you need to win over hearts and minds with cultural influence and create a space that is more positive and enjoyable. They, they, they're vulnerable there. That's their weakness. It is, it is painful to exist on the left because you're always at fear of being canceled. We need to figure out how to create a bigger space so that people feel, I'm going to chill and have a beer and ain't nobody going to yell at me if I'm over on this side. All right, let's see what we got. Fire Sky says we have to make, make it be terrarium. I don't know what that means, hmm. but thank you for the super chat. I think, where is it, that training you're talking about, the glass? Maybe, well, this was Remember? from earlier in the oh. show. I think he's talking about the Antifa, the cop site, look like seal them in, make it an Antifa terrarium. Mm. No idea. No idea. All right. Nathan Jones says the thing in Atlanta is an insurgency. Yeah, maybe, but Antifa's bigger than that. To me, like insurgency would be a small faction from one area rising up with arms and causing chaos. Yeah. That you can't find that's like in it and it's stuck. It's like with woven in the community. These and, people uh, came right. from, from Canada. Well, one guy from Canada, Flying one a from single France. banner. Yeah, this like was, they're they're all wearing black. One of them worked for the Southern Poverty Law Center. Like, dude, you don't get to break on into a government facility with a bunch of people burning it down and then be like, I'm just here to watch. <laughs> well, that's great. You're under arrest. You're a terrorist. That's ridiculous. Look, man, I get it. We we have leeway for to a certain degree journalists, but uh even even journalists understand you go into a war zone. Ain't nobody's going to stop them and go, wait, wait, hold your fire. They're with journalists. It doesn't matter. So that's, that's, that's the risk you, you, you endure. And I know journalists who have been captured, detained, and tortured and beaten up because they don't care. In fact, you're a journalist. That means you got information. You, you are a part of that. It shouldn't be. But I, but I also want to say this of the SPLC. They are not neutral actors. They're not journalists. This was the legal defense apparatus. It was a political weapon to protect their terror attack. The definition of insurgent would be a person who revolts against civil authority or an established government, uh, especially a rebel not recognized as a belligerent. So kind of like a nonviolent. No, 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 no. Well, that's what that, this definition That's not says. saying nonviolent. That's not what it means. It a belligerent, mean, not a belligerent, a non-belligerent. Our, our insurgents are usually considered non-belligerent for some reason, according to this definition. I would think that violent insurgent people would still be considered insurgents. And by definition, they could. 
anyone revolting against civil authority or an established government, it's very vague. It's a very vague term. Mm -hmm. It's probably made vague on purpose so that they could bust people on insurgency crimes and stuff. All right. The Great Baguette says, in the video game Hearts of Iron 4, they depict the Spanish Civil War in a land power grab between the factions leading up to the Declaration. I watched a great documentary on the Spanish Civil War a long time ago. That's why I like to bring it up, because what I learned from there, as from that, as much as I don't know a whole lot about it, is simply Americans' view of civil war is weird and makes no sense. Most countries don't have this kind of state factional system, and our version of a civil war was not the same. It was a portion of the country trying to break it. It was the country breaking itself in half, whereas typically a civil war is when uh, two or more factions fight over control of one government. So, special shout out to Hearts of Iron Four, one of the only grand strategy simulation games I've ever seen that actually uses Hitler as a character that you can play as. It's pretty really? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, if you want to play as the Nazi Germans, you can. Wow, it's a great shout game. out. <laughs> Paradox. Right? Out. Out no, I mean look, one. most most video games they won't even show the swastika. Dude, they they'll, they they'll, canceled yeah. Hitler. It's crazy, Civ. <laughs> like a Civilization series doesn't let doesn't have Hitler ever. That's not crazy. It's nuts. No, he was the mean, greatest, and I use great in terms of like scope and scale, not not good or evil. But he was known as a great w- leader in t- in history. Evil, yes, but like Genghis Khan was a great leader. Yeah. You know, no, no, Alexander, no, a great leader. But Ian also could probably murder. word things better. He <laughs> was uh, what's what's a um, what's a, what, what, let's get let's get a word that means evil and and you know, unfortunately. Evil people are remembered as great people, but that's because the history books are written by them. This well, guy, well, we actually, have video cameras of him being I, I think, a pure psycho. I think the issue is just the context of the word great typically implies a positivity. Yeah, but it's but scope it, and scale. Is the, but it could also mean massive. Ian sounds like a groiper to me tonight. Yeah. Oh well, look, no, 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 hold on, hold on. All, all truth, Hitler is no, no, one of the most notorious German leaders of all time. Go, let's say that. So he sure should is. be represented But, but hold on. Yes. If you're playing a video game about war on Earth and it's simulating war and they removed Hitler... That is the that is woke cult psychosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they is Stalin in the game? He's in some Civ games. Uh, uh, Mao. Oh, Mao for sure. I yeah, don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure Mao is in Civ. Yes, he is. the The idea that you would have people responsible for the deaths of like 50 to 100 million people in the game shows you the ideological manipulation. <sighs> All right, we'll we'll read some more super chats so that you know we can move on from Ian. Referring love, to Hitler is great. I love you, Ian. <laughs> you got it, baby. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Hayden75 says Crowder just uploaded a video and is back March 20th. Awesome. I saw he's with Patrick Bet David on the Valuetainment podcast, and he made a big announcement. He's going to be starting a network where he's going to bring in new talent. And I don't know much more about it than that, but he's going to be awesome. launching people's careers as far as I know. They, they went deep That's on the great. show. Sounds good. All right. Let's read some more Super Chats. Adrian Curry says, Did you ever think we would live to see the day that Rocky Horror Picture Show is as tame as a church sermon? Is that the Yikes. Adrian Curry? It is. The one and only. Oh my God, hi. <laughs> she, she's in the love chat it. like, she's in the chat every Dude, I single love day. love it. Hi, let me oh, take yeah. your portrait. Okay, she, has, she has base <laughs> takes. We <laughs> like to read that them. Out there. She's great. Yeah, shout awesome. out. It is kind of crazy that uh, you've got even churches joining the cult that's the weirdest thing uh, uh, yeah I well i don't get that too because like they hate like christianity they always you know what, talk shit about it you know what they hate more than that they oh okay you're talking about the because i was going to say the the religious people hate empty pews and that's why they have right right no in. but the left and like they're, they're always 
calling them the pedophiles and like pointing out like, oh, well, well yep. Christianity, you know, the pedophiles. And it's like, what are you doing pandering to these people? Mr. Uh, Jarvis in the member chat says Tim needs to call for justice for Ashley Babbitt. Agreed. 100 percent. And the more we learn about her story, the, the, the crazier it is. I mean, the left should be all over this. A cop shot an unarmed woman. Yeah. Nope, they don't care. These people are now that we have more evidence suggesting that many of these people were innocent and even led in by the police. Mm. You, we definitely need uh, justice. So, you know, I guess that means vote Trump, but I'm not even 100 percent that uh, Trump is going to get the job done. Adrian Curry in the member chat says, Adrian Curry is a drag performer from the 1970s. Oh. <laughs> so you were named after the oh. drag performer. <laughs> she, also, she also says, hello, pretty lady to you. Oh, oh that's awesome. So. I'm like totally fangirling now. What would justice for Ashley Babbitt <laughs> look like? Is this just an investigation? Uh, an, an investigation and probably some kind of criminal charges for the cop who shot her. For sure a civil suit. I know that we talked oh, definitely, about definitely. Uh, with Taylor... Um, we talked about this civil suit with Taylor Hansen, and people have been tweeting to clarify and talk to someone by the name of Gerhardt Fox. I don't know how involved you are with everything, Gerhardt, but I saw the tweet. Here's a, a Falcon later says, Robert Silverman, the Daily Beast journalist who's written hit pieces on Tim and Andy No, tweeted on December 5th, 2022, that he's in charge of Brooklyn Antifa. Yes, there is a mm -hmm. growing terrorist faction yes. around the country that we've long known about. And every winter, people seem to forget they exist because these people are scared of the cold. <laughs> it's true, though. It's it true. true. <laughs> they don't go out when it's cold out. It starts I'm, getting warm. So you, you're seeing this now because it's been unseasonably warm. It's been been great. You know, we had, um, it's crazy. It's the craziest thing happened. A bunch of white powder fell from the sky in this area <laughs> and landed all over cars, this weird soot and residue and dust. And then it blew away, but left some waxy substance behind and everybody was freaking out, but don't worry, they said it was pollen in February. Just pollen from the trees in we, February. We had a couple mm, pollen. Eight, which is in winter. He had like a 78, <laughs> it's possible, we had a 78 degree day, and then it was like three or four days later, or something, even less than that, it blew in. That no. happened once in New York, and one day, I lived up on top of um, Cypress Hill in New York City, in, in Brooklyn. And let's, let's, one day the wind came and just took all this pollen into my apartment and coated the surfaces with this yellow green. All right. It was all let's, happening one day. Well, well let's, 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 let's ask the audience. Um, we'll ask the audience. Is it uh, more likely that a pollen storm happened uh, just after a massive train derailment, chemical burnoff and toxic soot being blasted into the sky? which is uh, uh, downwind from this area. The wind is blowing towards this area. And uh, all that happened. And then at the same time, it got unseasonably warm for a long enough period of time that spring started a month early, a month and a half early, and the trees and the, pl and the plants all blossomed, blasting a mass amount of pollen throughout the air. Or is it more likely the government lied? Mm, government lied. Interesting. Come on. There's no, there, look, the grass is still stunted. The only thing growing right now is the chives. And that makes me very happy because they're delicious. They're everywhere all over the yard. I love picking them up, rinsing them off, eating them. We put them in the cheese dip. Oh, it's so good. Put them on your beef. They're good. Have you eaten them? No, not yet. Not this season. But Chives. they're, yeah, they're everywhere. We put them in the beef, make tacos. Oof, delicious. But uh, nothing else is growing. There's no, there's no leaves everywhere. Where, where's the pollen coming from? Oh, it, the pollen's coming from somewhere. It was weird. We had like one day at 80 degrees, and then it's been 35 every day pretty much since then. It's been like 60. Yeah, I got up to 50 today, 51 yeah. or something. I, no, it was 60. I checked. Yeah, it was oh, like, wow. It's 52 right now. Yeah, no snow. It didn't, I don't think it snowed one time 
It, 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 okay, there was like a day where it was like almost snow, yeah. but it didn't stick. Right. And then like one day I woke up and the ground was frozen for the first time. And then that was it. We went snowboarding. Everything was brown except for the fake snow trails. And it's just kind of gross, but you know, it's, it's still fun to you go get snowboarding. snow here. Uh, la- I mean, two years ago, we got a lot of snow. We went snowboarding outside because we, it's like a hill. We're like, mm-hmm. we're on top of a mountain and you could snowboard down and we were uh, really excited. Just didn't snow at all this year. Yeah, really we, weird. Yeah, we had snow recently, actually, just the other day. We had no snow. So weird. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, the planet is warming up or something, you know? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, like the temperature. Like something with the like, global environment. Yeah. Global heating. Global heating. Yeah. Climate. The climate yeah. alteration. Yeah. Changes. <laughs> I just when I was just at home in New Hampshire this past weekend, and I paid my my plow guy a thousand dollars, and I'd already given him six hundred bucks. So we got snow up there. I don't know what's going on down here. We got no yeah. snow down here. That's weird. All right, let's grab some more super chats. Stephen says says a lot of evidence points to federal agents being the violent ones on January six. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like video of them beating on the protesters. All right. SFV Raider says, shout out to my nephew Pooters, 14 years, passed away on Saturday at an off-road event mm. where, uh, here in SoCal, was crashed into an accident. Please send prayers to his father and family. Sad to hear it, man. You know. Yeah, much love. Bro. Steve says, in general, a Brady violation occurs when a prosecutor fails to provide a defendant a criminal defense or criminal defense attorneys with evidence that is favorable or helpful to a defendant's case. So how do we get this guy out of jail now that we have video showing the police let him in? That's a crazy video, man. Let's keep talking they're, about it. They go to a door and try to open it. They can't. And they're like, follow me. And he's following the cops, walking through a bunch of cops. And they open the door. We were in those buildings. There are cops everywhere. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if we, like, we're going to the Capitol building and they were like, you weren't supposed to be in there. We'll be like, the, mm-hmm. we walked to the front door and the cops let us in and then told yeah. us where to go. And they were like, nope, insurrection. We should bring the evidence with us on Friday. This should be a topic of the conversation we have with Matt, because if they don't know yet in Congress, we should enlighten everybody. Oh, he knows. Yeah. Matt's been talking about it for a long time. He even even suggested that feds were involved in in, in all of this. So this is going to be a heck of a conversation with Matt later this week. Probably. COINTELPRO and all that. They're probably saying, let's go. Go in there. My deepest conspiracy mind is is on mute for this show usually. But yeah, (laughs) I'm with you. But I mean, sorry, I don't know much about it. Um, So is he being held and he has like his lawyer? You're talking about? The guy, yeah, what's his name? I'm pretty sure he's still, he's in lockup. You want to fact check that one? Yeah, what's his name? So I mean, like if it's like a public defender, I I bet that'll be shit. But if he's got like a decent lawyer, that, that should be really good for him. Yeah, I don't know. He has civil disorder, obstruction of he's an currently official locked up, right? proceeding, entering and remaining in a restricted building. Yeah, uh, he's got a lot of charges here. Oh, That's crazy. Shit. Demonstrating is a charge. What? Picketing, parading is a charge. This is insane. Parading. parading. <laughs> Demonstra- picketing in a Capitol building, disorderly and disruptive content and conduct in a restricted building, violent entry and disorderly. Violent entry? All right. We got, yeah, we got, we got lying, to talk. dude. <laughs> I don't know if he's still in. I would imagine he's still being held. If, but I'll look into it. Yeah, he's sentenced right. to 40 mon- 41 months in prison. Friend of Squirrel. Oh, he was already convicted. That was like two years ago. Yeah. A year and wow. a half ago, 41 wow. months. Friend of Squirrel says, the squirrels I film every day in my YouTube shorts are smarter than Ian. By the way, Rusty Cage recently built something to solve our Fauci problem. Ha, 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 ha. Rusty Cage is fantastic, by the way. Big fan. He's a funny guy. 
We had him out here for a Cast Castle episode where um, it's a very old episode. But the gag is due to some incidents at the castle, we there's there's a rush to find someone who can give sexual harassment trainings to, to avoid the liability. And then uh, my brother calls Rusty Cage, famous YouTuber, but uh, and, and the joke, he goes, hey, Rusty, didn't you say, uh, oh, I'm going to ruin the joke. He says, uh, didn't you say you could write a book on sexual harassment? And he's like, I said, I, uh, no, I ruined the joke. I remember. He says, uh, I did write a book on sexual harassment like that. And then what happens is Rusty comes out and he's asked to give sexual harassment training, but he doesn't train people on how not to. He literally trains them how to sexually harass. That's the joke. It's funny. <laughs> he's great. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's read some more. Yeah, you guys should watch the Cast Castle stuff. The next episode is going to be really funny. We're trying to work out these jokes because we've got some really good ones, but crafting it to a bigger narrative is more difficult. We're going to shoot a scene this week. I'll tell you about it later. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Let's grab some more Super Chats. We can get a couple more in here. Kelnan Telth says, H-O, is it H-O, Hearts of Iron 4 is also a World War II simulation. Missing the leader of Germany in a World War II simulation would Mm. not make sense. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. It starts in like 1935 or 36. It's a World War II simulator without Hitler in it. No, Hitler's in it. That's the one that Hitler's in. He was saying it would be weird if he wasn't. But there are other video games that were... Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're saying it was the one game that did have them in it. Yeah, Hearts of Iron. I haven't played the other ones. He might be in the other ones too. So like there are games where you can play as Stalin and just like massacre 100 million people and... I mean, to be honest, civilization, a video game, like a component of the game is to take cities over, massacring people, and then force them into your, like you have, when you take over over these cities, they resist you and you basically force them. That's civilization. That's the game. It's a component of it. It's one of the ways you win the game, actually. Military victory. No, 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 no. You can't have any, any politically incorrect. All right. All right. Cosmic Surgeon says Krazes would make Phil look pathetic, like wrestling a gator underwater. It's all theatrics. They straw man, move goalposts, parse your argument, no good faith argument, you always lose. No, that's not true. When the Krazen scenes came on here, what I found is that they couldn't actually answer any of the questions or have a real conversation with me because they didn't know about what was going on. So when I brought up the Cutter Turkey Pipeline, they're like, we don't know what that is. And I said, okay, what about Gazprom? I don't know what that is. Okay, what about Burisma? I don't know what that is. And I'm like, all right, well, if you don't, how are we supposed to have a conversation on these issues? But I can respect that they're uh, just ignorant of many of these details, which is why I thought the show went well. But there you go. So we'll see. Kellen Shaw Indie Games says, Tim, preemptive happy birthday. My birthday is tomorrow. As someone almost exactly one year older than me, how should I spend my next year as a 36-year-old? Keep up the good work. You're a true inspiration. Take vitamins and exercise. Um, I think taking vitamins is extremely important, and I never really thought about it, never really bothered, but uh, vitamins, I think, was a really smart move. What kind do you take? So I take a multivitamin, a vitamin C, and vitamin D. I was going to recommend CoQ10. It's like a super antioxidant. It's over the counter, but it's, it's, yeah, I recommend it. I'm looking it up right now. Antioxidant. I know there's this thing as having too many vitamins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much magnesium can be bad for your kidney. Too much vitamin D is bad for your kidney. Too much magnesium is called a, um, uh, well, I can't think of the word right now. It makes you poop. 
Or laxatives. Lax- laxatives. Yeah, there you laxatives. Go. There you go. Yeah. Couldn't think of the I word. was taking some, and it makes me nervous because I'm pregnant. And then I was like, I just kept taking it. And then someone over the counter was like, should you be taking it? I'm like, I don't know. Should I not? And then I started looking it up, and I got concerned. And I'm like, oh, my God, you can't take too much magnesium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the judge says Elon needs to buy CNN for cheap, fire everyone, hire people like Glenn Greenwald, Tim, Matt Taibbi, Jimmy Dore, Crowder, go ham. Okay, I, I, that might, I, that's tempting. If Elon bought CNN and then fired everybody and then asked Glenn, me, Matt, Jimmy, Crowder to do shows, I, if he came to me and said, I would want you to host a show on CNN, I own it and I fired everybody, I might do it. It's hard I, to say I, no. I mean, yeah, you know, right. I mean, license this show, not exclusive, mm. so they can run reruns on CNN. Well, yeah, I'd say that. How about you do this? Just run IRL for two hours on CNN primetime. We'll take it over. All those people who watch, all 10 of those people will get, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be great for our bottom Let's line. Go live on CNN. We you're, get more viewers uh, than them already on cable. Yeah, you're, but you're, YouTube's propping them up so they get more views on YouTube. Yeah, which your, is your, your, your fans would watch, or the, the viewers here would go to, to CNN to watch. Absolutely. If you went over to CNN, they would follow you. CNN no. got took over. You don't think so? No way. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The goal is so that the people who watch CNN blindly are forced to watch this show. Well, I'm, I think that would happen too. But the people, people who watch are, here would just watch here. Oh, you're talking about if you was simulcast or something? Yeah, I would okay, stop okay, doing okay. this show. All right, my bad. No, I'm saying like if Elon came and said do a show, I'd be like, you know, like Ian said, just license this one here, air this one. There you go. What do we got? Rebel without a cause says power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Great men are almost always bad men. Lord John Emmerich Edward Dahlberg Acton. Lord Acton said that. Lord Acton. Great men are almost always bad men. That's an interesting Mm. concept. Well, you know, let's see what we got. Let's grab a couple more of these here super chits. Maybe just one more, one more. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, you should do the white Latino person Wakanda. So California is trying to pass a law that movies must have like cast and crew representative of the demographics of California, which is like half white, half Hispanic. Including so, illegal immigration? No, <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But the point is, this would mean that when they made Black Panther, all of the characters would have to be 40% white, 40% Hispanic, and you know, 8% black or whatever. So it's like, welcome to Wakanda. Here's Cheech Marin, our leader. Are, like, is it just the crew? They're just mandating the crew? No, no, no. The, the reason why they're doing more like interracial gay relationship shows is because they have tax requirements. So what they're trying to do is say, if you don't have gender, sexual, and racial diversity, you will not get a tax credit. So what the movie does is say, okay, we'll do the movie, and then we'll add a scene with uh, like a white dude and a black dude having a gay relationship so that it checks all the boxes, and then we get our tax credit. (laughs) So weird. Anyway, my friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? And head over to TimCast.com. This is the important part. Thursday is my birthday. And if you'd like to give me a birthday present, go to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, and hang out, uh, watch our members-only shows. We're going to have a members-only show live at about 10, 10 p.m. It'll be on the front page of the website. It'll be very similar to this, but we'll swear a whole lot more, and it will not be very family-friendly at all. We're going to talk about drag, burlesque, and things like that, what's going on with kids. And uh, it's not going to be not going to be good for the kids, you know, so you don't want you know, kids should not be hearing this stuff. 
Um, but it's for you, you the parents, to decide. And uh, uh, just come hang out. Timcast.com. Smash the like button. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Martina, do you want to shout anything out? No, I just want to say thank you for having me. And I'm sorry I get super nervous. So thanks for everybody watching and, you know, being polite. And hopefully I didn't come across as a fool. But please follow me as well. Martina Marcota. M-A-R-K-O-T-A. <laughs> I am Phil That Remains on Twitter. I am Phil That Remains Official on Instagram. Uh, give me a follow. We'll yell at commies. I am at Ian Crossland on the internet. Hit me up anywhere and everywhere. Talk to you later. And I am at Surge.com. It was a good one. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in about 10 minutes. Thanks for hanging out.